Hi, welcome to the Kick-Ass Reverend Gaming Podcast, Respawn and Fire, where four lifelong friends gather to talk about video games. I'm Holden Christopher Adams DePardo. You're welcome, <laughs> Chad Michael Innes. And that's Chad Michael Innes. We're also here with Asa Gray. Yes. And Chad, do you have some questions for Asa Gray so we can talk about how awesome he is and all the cool things he does? I do! Asa, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you for being you here. Thank you so much. Holden, I'm so excited applause. that we finally got this. Holden, clap for him, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, you for being blush. here. Uh, this has been a long time coming. We just like started talking off and on and then never really got anything off the ground. And then we finally got our act together again this summer. And we're getting more guests. And we're glad you're here to kick it off. And like our recording schedule finally, like it, we moved a date. So now it actually like adds up. I can't right? tell you how terrified I was when you guys sent me that message like, hey, we're doing more guests. We want you to start with it. Uh, can you record on Monday? And I'm like, oh, no. If they've moved their schedule to Mondays as well, this is not going to work. Crap. <laughs> we, did. We, said, we particularly were like, all right, they record on Sundays. Let's offer them Monday. We'll, mm-hmm. do, our, we'll do theirs on Sunday. We'll record ours on Monday. And then you're like, wait, we also moved our podcast. Like, thank God. We don't both yeah. have to move. Perfect. <laughs> oh, it's so much better. It's so much better. So I've decided that I'm going to, we'll see how often I keep up with this, but I'm going to try to start every guest episode with a section of interview questions uh, called Read the Instruction Manual as a callback to like when you'd get a new game and on the way home you read the manual to learn about all the characters. Mm. Very timely, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we have two segments to this. One is a few interview questions about yourself. One is a game of video game word association. Uh, one of them is can be more fun than the other. We'll see which one. First question. Asa, without mentioning video games, describe yourself. Uh, I am a total nerd, a big fan of pretty much a lot of you know comic books, the words I'm not allowed to mention, movies, things like that. <laughs> That's cheating! Um, I'm a cheater. I have no regard for rules. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, also a huge professional wrestling fan um, And I, I work with the local company Here in, uh, here in Cape Girardeau, Missouri uh, Doing commentary, backstage interviews Things like that as well So, Would you describe yourself as a Professional wrestling fan Or a professional wrestling fan Because you just recently Went to something One of them is you're a professional fan Versus oh, no. you're a fan of professional I wrestling mean, I could, I could, I would call myself a professional fan, but that sounds gross. Because uh, you know we do we, we do the podcast as well, so like that's I guess that would be another thing I should consider myself as a content creator, uh, podcaster, doing the CCW shows, things like that. But I, I'm more of a fan of just the 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 art of professional wrestling. Uh, it's unlike when it's great; it's better than anything else in the world. But also at the same time, like when it's bad, there is nothing worse and nothing more cringy. <laughs> and that's kind of fun of the fun of it. So yeah, uh, what a great um, transition into our second question. You talked about your podcasts. Question number two: Tell us about your conglomerate of podcasts. So I am with the Podzilla 1985 Network, um, af- named after the favorite Godzilla movie of the founder uh, Shannon Young. And it is a just network of shows. It's a group of us all here in Missouri that we gather around gaming grounds here, which is where I'm recording this now. And we do four shows a week. Monday, we record Nerd Up, which is the video game news, comic book news, movie news, things like that, just nerd-related. Tuesday is a revolving door of shows. Uh, we have a Supernatural show. We have a general discussion show between me and Shannon. We have so wait, a... Supernatural, like, 
the show Supernatural? Or no, Super- no, no. Like, uh, okay. like so this last one they did because it's the it's the dead meme, but like Area Fifty One. So they kind of went uh, into yeah, the history yeah, yeah. of Area Fifty One, various mm-hmm. news things about that. Um, it's just you know UFO sightings, ghost sightings, things like that. We have the um, ner- uh, no, it's Hype Train because we just rebranded it, um, where. Jesse, Trevor, and I get together and we talk about things that we're really, really excited about because it's so easy to be cynical about even the things that we love. So this is just kind of an opportunity to, for us to just gush about the awesome things, which we're eventually going to have to just rebrand as the Borderlands show because we've just been talking about how excited <laughs> yes. we are for Borderlands 3 this whole time. Um, and then... Yeah, those are the three Tuesday shows. Wednesday, we do Pro Wrestling Unscripted, which is the all of the news, reviews of uh, the world of professional wrestling. We talk about WWE, New Japan, Impact, AEW, local indie scenes. Uh, we're talking about, like, PWG has the BOLA tournament coming up, which doesn't mean anything to anyone who doesn't already know what it is. Um, and then we talk about, like, the weekly shows, so we kind of recap what happened on Raw, SmackDown, Impact, things like that. And then Thursday is uh, Podzilla 1985 After Dark. That is the more uncensored freewheeling show that it's Shannon, Jesse, Allie, and Lindsay. And that's also just kind of a general discussion, free form. That's but it awesome. gets a little dirty. Where do people find all of this content? <laughs> we are on pretty much any podcasting service. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on uh, Podcast Addict, uh, iTunes, anything like that. Or you can go to podzilla1985.com, which is P-O-D-Z-I-L-L-A-1985.com. What I love and you guys had the brilliant idea to do, and I'm kicking myself. I was like, why didn't we do this? <clears throat> you search for Podzilla 1985, and they're all separate shows under that stream. Yes, so you only have to subscribe to the one feed. So on if you're subscribed to the Podzilla feed, you know, is when you update your episodes, it automatically will download whatever the latest episode was. So it's not like you have to go through and subscribe to each individual. Like, you have to find the PWU feed and the after dark feed and things like that yeah so that means you can also easily if someone's a fan of like some of your content it's a great way to like push other content that they might be a fan of to them yeah and it also makes it easier for them too. like if they because you know we try to keep a consistent schedule though with tuesday kind of being like we're supposed to do mr 100 five star man this week which is the general discussion show for tuesday but i'm not going to get out of work i'm going to work from like 5 a.m until probably 9 p.m so i'm not going to record anything uh so that might kind of put a wrinkle in things but if you know if you we have people who only listen to pro wrestling unscripted and we have people who only listen to nerd up or only listen to the thursday show and it's easy for them like yeah and you know if they want to check out some of the other stuff like if we mention something on one of those shows and like oh i can go back and re-listen to that episode it's right there also it's you know super easy to just skip if you want to right um this isn't one of your official interview questions okay this is a freebie what is the story behind the five-star man I only know it from two things. One, Sunny in Philadelphia. Yep. Two, any time that I read your Twitter handle on Twitter, it's just Fran <laughs> Mirabella saying that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. He read your question once on Kind of Funny Games Aliens. From now, that's burned into my brain. He also, uh, I've also, anytime I write into Kind of Funny Games Daily, I have stopped adding my name to it. So I only do the five-star band because Fran and Greg both get it wrong. Like every yeah, time they, without, without hundred percent. So, I was like, um, Oh, Asa Gray coming in. Great. <laughs> uh, I listened to that. I was like, Oh, it's Asa. Like Johnny Ace. Just, we also uh. had, uh, so, um, Parker, like, like I fucked it up too. Yeah. Parker <laughs> Beguile 
was one of our very first guests that we had on here. And every time I hear him, he's there was Parker Beagle, Parker Beagle, Parker Bagel. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, poor kid. <laughs> names, names are hard. Names are hard. Um, so, no, uh, it, it did come from the It's Always Sunny bit. There was, because uh, Shannon and I are really, really big fans of that show. And there was something about that episode that reminded him of me. And it might have been just, like, how mad he got. Because if I get mad, like, I get annoyingly, like, hilariously mad sometimes. So he uh, he had me, like, I went over to his apartment and watched it before it was on, like, it had made it to Hulu. He had been recording it. But that's, and it struck me, like, that was a hilarious episode. And also, so he adopted the name Mr. 100 because of how obnoxious it is. But then it's one of those things, like, you know, you start saying a word, ironically, but then, yep. it's st- but then all of a sudden you can't stop saying it. That's yep. kind of what this. That's kind of what became with that. So now it's Mister One Hundred and the Five Star Man. That's awesome. So it just you know it goes together really really well. It's just like we sound like the douchiest two people. <laughs> it's like a really awful, be. like a like a morning radio show with just two of the worst people. <laughs> like uh, what's the one on Parks and Rec? The really awful. It's like oh, uh, Crazy Ira and the Douche. That one. Yep, that's it. <laughs> I like Family Guy weaning in the butt. Yep. All right, question number 2.5. This is not a freebie, but it's technically part of the three. Do you remember Anthem? <laughs> oh, but don't. <laughs> we were going to have fun. Like, I thought we were going to have fun. I do. I do remember Anthem. I, was I very, just remembered it existed today. Yeah. And then uh, it came out like six months ago. I, I need Not to five be, years ago. I need him to fix it. I just want him to fix it. I haven't done any of the end game content. I beat the story because I loved the story. It plays amazing. Like it is genuinely so much fun. It's part of the reason why the Avengers leaked gameplay kind of bummed me out because being actual Iron Man should be as fun as Anthem. And it just did not look like it would be. Yeah. Anthem did Iron Man better than Iron Man. uh, Now I'm sad. (laughs) Let's cheer you back up with number question. Number official three. Last question. Tell me about someone who truly inspires you. Oh, there's a lot. Um, Besides Jesus Michael Christ. Besides Jesus, Jesus Michael Christ. Michael Christ. Yes. Praise be. Praise be. Um, That's pre-show <laughs> content right there. <laughs> we don't have a pre-show. We, uh, uh, this is one that I probably should have prepared for. Because you're like, hey, I have these I questions for you. He's like, no, but it, no, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. Um, <laughs> uh, Bobby Heenan is one. He is one of the most entertaining professional wrestling personalities that we have ever seen, and will and there will never be another one like him. Um, so I, I look up for him just because he's he kind of brought an energy, but he also made everyone else around him seem better for because he was a bad he, like he was always traditionally a bad guy, and even when he was talking and running down the good guys, he always did it in a way that still made them feel important. Because, you know, if in wrestling, if you beat somebody, but you've convinced the audience that they're a nobody, then you just beat a nobody. Who cares? But uh, so I really, really look up to him. Um, Greg Miller is one, especially like with uh, Kind of Funny and just the like he is a person who has changed the way that I behave online because of him. Because I used to like I used to be way snarkier and like I would tag people and stuff that you don't need to tag them in like it's just unnecessary. <laughs> um, whereas now it's just like no yeah do do be better to each other, and that's something that I've kind of taken to heart. I've tried to be a little bit more positive about things as I literally just spent like twenty minutes ranting about why I'm so upset about the new Pokemon game <laughs> that's not even out yet to my friend <laughs> here at the store before we started recording. Um, 
Greg, yeah, so Bobby Heenan's one, Greg Miller's one, and I'm sure I'll think of like three great answers tonight, right. like in the shower, but the, I, I'll go with those <laughs> two for now. Perfect. I think the way we can handle this actually for the episode is if you think of one again, just shout out the name. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Like with Chad the, did this with the Twitter <laughs> followers. With the Twitter yeah. followers, yeah. exactly the same like thing. Two yeah. weeks ago, last week, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just what shout a stupid out. bit. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm not, like I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of mad mine didn't get up there, but you know, it's fine. I, see how it is. <laughs> I even opened my phone at once, and I was like, <laughs> "Who's following us?" <gasps> oh, okay. This one can get fun. It can be boring. Who knows? We'll see. Video game word association. I assume you're familiar with how word association works. Yeah, you say something something, and I have to blurt out the first thing that comes to my mind. Very first thing. If it takes more than three seconds, you're wrong and the show stops. (laughs) I have 11 of them for you. Holy crap. All right. Get ready. Clear your mind. They're going to start easy. Ready? Mario. Maker. Because that's what I like. I'm playing Mario Maker 2 now. (laughs) Perfect. Sid. Vicious. Mass Effect 2. Never played. <gasps> Game of the year. Which year? <laughs> that works. All right. <laughs> Plural penises. That's a safe answer. You alienated no one by saying Holden, that. Holden, you messed it up. <laughs> Next one's plural penises. I, like, uh, I don't really, I don't know if I have like a clear cut game of the year right now for 2019 because I've put a lot of chips on Anthem. <laughs> we'll all see how that turned out. <laughs> Uh, I've ruined the joke now because I said it twice while you guys were laughing. Plural penises is number five. Peni. Great. Joy-Con <laughs> drift. Not, I genuinely did not hear that. <laughs> Joy-Con drift. Bad. Fun. I thought you were saying Joy-Con drift was fun, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, disqualified. I've disqualified myself. Great. Crunch. Bad. <laughs> Unhealthy. That's the better one. You can see a pattern. Nintendo Switch Online. Garbage. <laughs> Sports. Eh. Singular boob. Tit. <laughs> all right. That is all 11. Hold on. I'm going to turn it back over to you for the rest of the episode. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to start off with Microsoft uh, in the quest log. And we're starting off with Ninja joining Mixer, which I thought was interesting. Ooh. So basically, Ninja, um, from IGN uh, here, uh, Ninja leaves Twitch to, um, to stream exclusively on Mixer. Um, apparently, this is from Tom Warren, editor at The Verge. He wrote on Twitter, he's, he asked the question, why did Microsoft pay approximately $50 million plus million to get Ninja on Mixer? This isn't about selling Xbox consoles. It's a platform play for xCloud, and Microsoft needs as many entry points to it as possible. Google has YouTube plus Stadia. Amazon has Twitch. Microsoft has Xbox plus Mixer plus xCloud. Um, and then during the actual first Mixer stream, it actually went quite well. He had an average of $65 million across the entire stream. Sorry, 65000 not million. That'd be oh. amazing. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, are there that uh, many Xboxes out there? One person for every dinosaur. (laughs) uh, I mean, every year since dinosaurs died. (laughs) (laughs) And then it peaked at 95,877 viewers, which is pretty great. And then also, Microsoft's offering a two-month free subscription to access Ninja's Mixer channel um, at the very beginning. Um, What do you guys think about this exclusive deal? Can I ask two questions real quick before we discuss it? Oh, Chad. One. Momentum. (laughs) 
One, I also have was a question. N- <laughs> yeah. Was Ninja Twitch's, he was his largest streamer, right? For Twitch? Like, that was the biggest person on Twitch? Arguably. I, yeah, I don't know the exact numbers there. Okay. Two, I am such an old man. So, subscriptions. <laughs> What's streaming? Subscriptions. I know, like, what a YouTube <laughs> subscription is, but Twitch subscriptions and Mixer subscriptions cost money? Question mark? So, I think you can support the, um, you can support them if you want to. I imagine it's kind of like Patreon, I imagine. Yeah, the stream is free. Twitch but you is, can... has, like, that subscription model. So you can, like, pay, and that will get you exclusive content within, like, I think that's how you can get emotes and stuff right. that people have, like, custom emotes. I know, so there's, like, money there, but also Twitch has, like, bits and tips that you can do that I am just super unfamiliar with Mixer, that I don't know if they have something of the equivalent. But there has to be a way that they can profit off of it for them to spend right. that kind of money. So these two-month free subscriptions yeah. that Microsoft's handing out are, like, you get two months of the extra goodies. For, t- for Ninja's you, you channel. You can emote for two months. You can still watch him for free whenever you want. Yes. I could just be pulling this out of my ass, but I also think it might... Some channels that can give you ex- like exclusive content to like a back catalog of things. Because I know Twitch, you can only hold certain clips unless you like save it a certain way. I've d- dipped my toe into streaming like once or twice, but I've it was immediately just like over my head. I didn't understand <laughs> yep. how any of it worked. Me too. <laughs> I know all of you out there listening know so much more about it, and you're shouting at us. Oh, yeah. shouting at us. I want you to open up voice memos. <laughs> I want you to hit the record button, and I want you to shout whatever comes to mind first, even if it's not related. And then I want you to email that to respawnaimfire at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> and I expect I it. We get le- so. I hope we do. And <laughs> I'm going to try to find a way to work them into our next show. Um, great. I think this is a huge move for Microsoft. I think this is the absolute power play they need to combat um, Stadia. And we both talked about our hesitations at length about Stadia and its actual real-life implementation, how it's actually going to perform. And I think that this is one step closer to Microsoft being able to say, oh, you're watching this streamer on Mixer? Here's the equivalent where you just click the button and you're playing it now on xCloud or you're jumping into their game. Like This is them getting on par with Stadia. Absolutely. I highly doubt that Google is going to say, yeah, you can absolutely have a watch on or connect to xCloud from YouTube button. They're not going to have that button on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. They won't allow that. Right. There's no way. That was one of the uh, AMA because I'm kind of on the other end of the spectrum as you guys because like, I actually did buy, uh, buy the Founders Pack uh, for Stadia. Yeah. And that was one of the things I was very disappointed in that AMA that they did not address was streaming on platforms other than YouTube. Like, I was hoping we'd get at least a little bit of information there. Because one of the reasons that I don't stream is because I don't have a gaming PC. Like, I have one that can run Overwatch on, like, super low. And that's about it. So if all of that heavy lifting is done for the game on Google's end, then that frees up, like, oh, I could maybe actually, like, stream something on this setup that I have. But if I have to do it solely on YouTube, that's kind of a bummer. It also doesn't yeah. use your personal bandwidth at home. Mm-hmm. It just goes directly from the server, which is very convenient. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is they, a very important move in order to get Mixer some street cred. Because right Absolutely. now, you mentioned Mixer, and all I think about is uh, one of the other guests that we've had on in the past does their show exclusively on Mixer. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. jokes. Those are the only things I think about when it comes to Mixer. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you mentioned how many, like, the highest number concurrent that he had. Do you have any idea how that compares to what, like, an average Twitch stream that he would put out? 
Yeah, so to average stream was about 45,000 okay. or viewers. So it, it was higher. But I don't think you should put too much weight into that only because no. it, this is a big deal. This right. is kind of like, this, this is, is like the season, season premiere. premiere. Hey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so they always have higher numbers for the season premiere and it always dips off afterwards. It's if it stays at above 45,000, which it probably won't. Mm-hmm. Let's see what but happens in either three way, months. We'll see what happens in three months. But either way, Ninja's doing great. He got $50 million. Yeah. yeah no <laughs> joke. I mean, what he's a life. I, let's put it this uh. way. I think, I think in Breaking Bad, Walter White ended up with like $80 million by the end of the show. So he's like <laughs> close to, to Walter White drug kingpin. Although, money. you know, I think Ninja's <laughs> probably gotten more death threats, though. Yes, I also think he's probably a better person than Heisenberg was. Probably I don't know. That bar, like is that bar is low. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, are we talking like season one or like once he actually becomes Heisenberg? Spoilers for I don't know. Wasn't the he best like show Heisenberg? Ever. Was if, he always Heisenberg? If I was in, married in to his it? wife, I would do all of the same things. <laughs> so Skyler was, a, was such a bitch. <laughs> he did a he did a really um I keep wanting to say how sparks, and that's the dude from like I love the eighties. Um and his name, Hal wasn't Malcolm in the Middle. Brian Cranston, dear Lord. Yeah. Brian Cranston did an interview where he was like, he essentially played four characters. He played Walter White pretending to be Heisenberg. He played Heisenberg pretending to be Walter White. Then he played, oh no, maybe it's the three. And then like Heisenberg having to be Heisenberg. Or no, that was the, those were the spectrum. It was Walter White, Walter pretending to be Heisenberg, Heisenberg pretending to be Walter, and then just full Heisenberg. Because that show is amazing. God, he's Welcome so to the newest brilliant. episode of Talking Bad. Wait, is that taken already? <laughs> I don't think we want to associate ourselves with Chris I Hardwick's think they have stuff. a Talking Bad episode. <laughs> I think AMC had a Talking Bad, because they also have a um, Talking Dead. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. that was because the, they did it for the final season. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, man, that... I derailed that this entirely. Season. I'm sorry. No, 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 that's fine. That's how this goes. <laughs> Speaking of TV shows, though, there's a Halo TV show. Whoa! It's been updated. With some new information. First of all, it's not coming in 2020 anymore. It's coming in 2021. Surprise! Take, surprise! Take your time. It's, it's whatever. Um, production's beginning in Budapest later this year. And it's going to be... Was going to be 10 episodes, and now it's going to be 9 episodes. And there's also... We have the actress for Cortana, who is... Blah, 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 blah. Um, Natasha... Um, Mechelone? Mechelone? McElhoney? McElhoney. McElhoney. As soon as I saw her, I'm like, oh, she is the person to play Cortana. That makes complete sense. I've actually liked her as an actress. She is she transparent? Actually, she's transparent, <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's transparent, and she's also just already an algorithm. That's <laughs> so it works out. Great. She's just a computer program. Uh, no, she was in Solaris, Californication, and then The Truman Show. I think people don't remember. She's in The Truman Show. I had to add that note in myself. I went and I looked her any- up, and I saw her picture, and I was like, she was in The Truman Show? And then I went and looked yes. it up, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess she was in The Truman Show. Yeah, she was Truman's real love. Not the fake love that the show wanted him to have, but the real love that made him leave and all that stuff. Spoiler alerts for The Truman Show. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm take your like like anything. Take your time. Just release a good product instead of a bad product. I think the Halo show could have the potential to be one of the better video game adaptations. I still don't think this is coming out ever. Really? <laughs> Even with ever? this news, I mean, you saw how many people were attached to play Nathan Drake before they finally put that production. Like uh, rumors that, are, it's happening next year. But that is happening next year. Well, this was apparently happening next they, year too. <laughs> I'm still not convinced. It's not really that much of a delay, though. It went from basically probably being in Q4 2020 to being delayed three months. Hold on. Like, this was an announcement like at a Microsoft press conference at E3 almost a decade ago. 
Wow. Yeah. Well, oh, no, it went even before Steven that. Spielberg was Steven, on stage. Before that, even, Peter Jackson was supposed to work on it, and then Neil Bloomkamp oh, yeah. was supposed to work on it, and because he didn't get it, that's what District 9 was made. Yep. So it, go, it goes even further than that. <laughs> How deep does this conspiracy go? <laughs> the, it's never happening. I wonder all if she's... Because I, I had a Googler just now, because I had not... I'm not familiar with the name at all. She does not look like what I would expect Cortana to look like. No, so she's wonder, totally opaque. I wonder if she's... I thought, I, I thought it worked out. I don't know. I think it's... I mean, I think I c- it'd be good. I think it could. I think it definitely could work. But like when I think Cortana, I think a much more like youthful and like that with with the mm-hmm. short haircut, which I'm sure they'll do like a uh, uh, wig or something for. Or, you know I was what? Though? If they're gonna do, if she's just gonna do a voice, if she's just doing the voice for like a uh, CGI, she does kind of look oh. like a robot. Oh, she's British and Irish. You can't be both. Come on, it's not, it, it is not allowed. <laughs> Isn't that so you what guys, Brexit's I'm, about? <laughs> Brexit is all about her. Choose a nationality. <laughs> uh, so I want to go to Chad's whole thing on it's not happening. Mm-hmm. They're going from 10 episodes to 9 episodes. Either they're going to dwindle this down episode by episode until they say, hey, we only have one episode left. Actually, never mind. It's not going to happen. Or it's just saying, saying, basically saying, this is a legitimate thing I have to say. They have figured out the story. They know the full outline of what this season's going to be. If they're saying this is the exact episode count. If they brought it down, it means that they have an idea what the story's going to be. And it's probably a very solid one. Did you really have to pour from one cup into the I other I had bottle? to. I had to get the water in there somehow. <laughs> Another really stupid bit. That was very distracting. <laughs> More so than usual. Because I'm like, it's not the water pouring. It's the, why is he going from one bottle to the other bottle? It's already in a bottle. You can already drink it. <laughs> But these um, bottles have a curved bottom, so they don't stand up very well. Versus Gatorade Zero has the premium plastic. Yeah, if they're also putting production to this later on in the year in Budapest, they have the uh, outlines and probably the scripts done at this point. I think it's totally happening. All right, you want to make a bet? Yeah, I, are I we about to make a bet for the first time? Yeah, what are we, what are we, what are we betting? A oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will bet you the hard drive that I keep all of our recordings on. <laughs> or a video game of your choice let's do that I, you have a video game of, of either of our choices depending on all right let's so q1 2021 is that calendar q1 oh no no i said that's going to happen you said it's not going to happen at all i'm just saying it's happening i'm not uh, betting well, on this, further delays. we have to have a date yeah this like, kind i have of to give you a video you, you need to have some sort of cut okay off all right I, okay it will be out at least by the end of 2021 calendar 2021 not fiscal 2021 End of calendar 2021. I'm setting yeah. a reminder on my phone right now. All right. Remind me on December 31st, 2021, to check if Halo exists. <laughs> I'm going to win that bet because Halo will still be a franchise <laughs> in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> I already won. Handed it over, Chad. <laughs> and I am a right. witness. This is official. Yeah. Who be witness? your witness for my lord? <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, what'd you play That's this it. week? Asa, you start because you've played start. a lot of exciting shit. Yeah, I have been. I have been playing a lot of stuff. Um, so I've been playing a lot of Mario Maker Two. That's not true. I've been playing some Mario Maker Two. Uh, I jump in and do like the endless mode, which I oh, do yeah. medium because that's about all I can do because I am not good at get video games in general. Um, and also, those levels are hard. 
They're oh, yeah. so hard. <laughs> Mario Maker levels are impossible. I have no desire to put myself through that. I do love <laughs> watching people do that to themselves. Like, I'll, like I'll go through YouTube or like when uh, people are streaming on on Twitch and stuff. Just like, hey, Gerard the Completionist just put out this impossible level. I'm gonna bash my head against the wall for thirty minutes until I give up or I finally beat it. It's like <laughs> you do that. That's not for me. But knock yourself out. Um, but I love watching of- people like. When they, su- I love watching the success video when it's a really stupidly hard level, but right. they beat it. I love watching that, and I watch them fail at it one time before I get stressed out for them and I turn it off. Yeah, it's especially when it's like you know watching Game Grumps or something like that where they are. It's legitimately like or um, Andy's streams. Uh, like, oh God, Andy Cortez. Yeah, yeah, it's the same level for like 15 30 45 minutes sometimes and at a certain point like the music i can't do the music anymore <laughs> just that loop of, like everything starts the same and it's just like i can't i'm out i, I can't do this <laughs> so i'll just go and like because people make some really really cool stuff in there and it's really interesting to see what people who are way more creative than i am are pulling out so and also just my favorite mario is 2d mario there's just something that feels so familiar about it that I would rather have. That said, Super Mario Galaxy, give me more just forever. Yes! But, uh, so, playing some Mario, playing a little bit of Mortal Kombat 11, but I'm just going through towers because I cannot, like, they have the Combat League going on, the Season 2, I think, just started. So they have the Towers of Time, which are various challenge towers where there will be, like, a set where if you go through, there was one that I, the last one I think I did was there were three towers of like four fights, five fights, and then like a boss fight. And you just pick your character, you go through the fights. Usually there's some sort of BS uh, modifier on there. Like, oh, Cyrax will shoot a net out and capture you every five seconds. And so then you have these collectibles (laughs) that you can use to counter that or to do the same thing to your opponent. And there's a huge backlash when the game came out because some of them were just like impossible. They were so hard, it was to the point that the game was not fun. Are they randomly generated, or are they made by the developers, each each one? Um, that's a good question. I'm not entirely sure. Like, I think it's a mix of both. Like, I think okay. it is, um, there, you know, you have your set modifiers, and some of them are very, very specific, where it's, you know, oh, Mataro-themed, and, you know, it's something that would go along with that character, that you just have to mm-hmm. go through the towers. And then when you go through, when you complete the towers, you get various rewards, whether it's uh, cosmetics items for a certain character or currencies to spend in the crypt, things like that. I'll run through a couple of those every couple weeks just to kind of get my fighting game fixed. Because like I said, I'm not someone who, because they have the Combat League, which is the second season I think just started not too long ago. But it's various, like, not challenges, but... There's a ranking system, so if you win enough fights, you go from mortal to, you know, up to demigod or elder god, things like that. And depending on how far you go, you unlock exclusive rewards that way. And that's, again, character skins, things like that. But that's all online, so you're playing against other people, and other people are way better than I am. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) At least for the amount of time I'm willing to put into the game to get good. So, I don't do a whole lot of that. The two big ones that I've been playing are Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which I really wish I liked more than I do. Oh, no! Yeah, it's just... it. I don't fully understand all of the million consumable items and oh, God, upgrade systems and things like that. And 
so getting to the Xavier Mansion, it's like, okay, I'm at Xavier Mansion. I want to do an X-Men theme team. Wolverine's like six levels behind where he needs to be. Scarlet Witch is 12. I'm pumping in a bunch of XP cubes, and that only brings her up to like level 11. And I'm just getting my... And then it felt like there was a huge difficulty spike at that level. So like that Magneto yeah. fight like kicked my teeth in the first time. So I found I, that in general for the game, too, is that it's... It's it's a game that's at odds with itself, mm-hmm. where there are so many characters to choose from, and you're encouraged as you collect them to, hey, experiment with this one, experiment with this one. And right. then you're right. It just it gets very hard. Especially because, like, like, they do a really good job of when you unlock a new character, they are leveled up to where you need to be, if not right. higher. So, oh, you're getting Psylocke and Nightcrawler. They're level 20 already. Cool. Eh, you know what? I don't really like Psylocke, so, but I took Hulk off to switch out Psylocke, and now Hulk didn't get any of that experience, so now right. he's underleveled. So now I'm having a harder time going through without having to go through some of the, like, grind through the um, Infinity Rifts, or whatever yeah. they're called, or go yeah. back to previous levels and just replay those again. So I'm not super loving it. It's fun. It's a fun, mindless brawler that's very easy for me to lose myself, like what character I'm being. A lot. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's just like, oh wait, I'm in the wrong corner because I'm just mashing a button trying to figure out what, where this took me. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I like I said, I, I wish I liked it more than I did, but I don't regret buying it. But I don't see myself continuing to play it once I beat it. Like that'll probably get traded in towards something. Yeah. Uh, but the and then the thing that I've been spending the most time on the last couple weeks is Horizon Zero Dawn, <gasps> which I know is a very very topical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thing to talk about here i finally i just beat the campaign for the first time last weekend and then i got my platinum at 11 p.m last night yes because i just i wanted i wanted the platinum 11 p.m that was i think we literally might have gotten our platinums at the same time oh yeah because you just got your borderlands yeah two one like um, at 11 o'clock last night so have i you also I, played no, finish your thought. Finish oh, thought. I was gonna say I just I love that game. I I didn't finish it when it first came out because I got to a part where I just got stuck and I had no idea what I was supposed to be doing. So I was like, um, I don't know what to do. So I'm just gonna put it down for a minute. And then I went back to it and I didn't remember the controls. I didn't remember where I was, what I was supposed to be doing. So I just never went back to it. And I'm in this kind of lull right now where nothing's come out that's really really excited me lately. So I'm going through some of my backlog stuff. Because I just got the platinum for um, South Park Fractured Butthole, and yes. uh, and then this was my I was going to do Shadow of War, but I've been playing so much Assassin's Creed Odyssey before that that the controls felt terrible comparatively. So I was like, I'm just going to move on to Horizon, which I started over. Like I just started a whole new campaign because I there was no way I was going to be able to pick up like where it was or anything. And just what a game! It's so good. It's so much fun. <laughs> it's so, so pretty. good. Can I let you in on a secret? Do it. So we have our patrons choose our barf game of the month based mm-hmm. on a list of like five games or four, whatever, however many we provide them. And Holden actually texted me after last month's result, and he's like, "You know what? Is it weird that I'm kind of bummed they didn't choose Horizon?" <laughs> I was like, yes. I, I want to give another chance because I played that game right after I played Breath of the Wild. And Breath of the Wild just reset my expectations for an open world game. So I got to Horizon Zero Dawn, and I'm like, oh, this just feels so constricting. I can't, I have to choose the exact path they want me to go on. I can't climb up this mountain the way I wanted to. Why can't I paraglide off of this thing? And I just, 
that, and then I didn't like the melee mechanic. I just like, nope, can't do it, and I just stopped. On yeah, the flip side, I played them in the reverse order, and I felt like Horizon <laughs> ruined Zelda for me. And it's like, why is this game trash? I fucking hate it. <laughs> I'm, I am not as big of a fan of Breath of the Wild as everybody else. So, Asa, would you like to be our new co-host? <laughs> Let's do yeah, it. Do you want to replace? He's basically do you want to replace Holden. I'm already <laughs> like looking at the screen with you two side by side. You look like the exact same person almost. We kind of, we kind of do. <laughs> like I need you to take a screenshot of that and send it I to am, me. I am uh, right now because yeah, you're not right. White guy's glasses, beard, very similar beard too. Because our mustaches don't <laughs> yep. reach like that. Yes. We got the little gap yep. there. <laughs> yep. Um, and you also the little bit of the thing right here yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, uh, no, I, I I am of the belief that if Breath of the Wild did not have the Legend of Zelda attached to it, like in the name, it would have been a 7, 8 out of 10 everywhere. But because it's Zelda, it got that, it's amazing, this is a masterwork. And granted, it totally changed what a Zelda game was and what yep. it could be, which was great and, you know, kind of needed, you could say. But, yeah, I just, it, it didn't blow me away. Like, I, I had a ton of fun with it. I really enjoyed my time with it. But it's I, it's a, it's for me like in the zeitgeist of video games and influencers and things. I think it's a little bit overhyped. Whereas Horizon Zero Dawn, I feel like did not get the attention that it really could have. That said, like it's still probably my third. Oh, it favorite. got the attention. It got a lot of attention. At it got time, no awards. Maybe and maybe that's that what I'm thinking true. of. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Is it yeah. got snubbed on all of the like game of the year stuff? But I, yeah. I also feel like it wasn't yeah. as sustained as it could have been. Which now it lost out to a Wii U game. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Imagine that. Just stop it. How? How? Have but, you played no, Frozen Wilds? No, not yet. Um, I think I might end up. I'm tempted to buy the DLC, but at the same time, like it left it with such a the story and like the gameplay and everything kind of left me feeling very, very complete. That yeah. if I go back to it, it'll probably be a while. I still haven't uh, played the Spider-Man DLC yet, and I, I want to get to that too. But gotcha, because that game is also great. But Sony killing fantastic. it. Sony's killing it with the exclusives. Hell yeah! Days gone. <laughs> oh, silence it, it works really well because you just sent me that picture too of us side by side and yep. yeah that is that is uncanny <laughs> like looking in a mirror see I'm coming for you single white female <laughs> speaking of spider-man and dlc and not dlc holden what did you play this week uh i played spider-man oh my god it's like that works more my that. segue uh, yeah, I'll talk about that later on when I put more time into it. Uh, I also played Titanfall 2. I'll talk about that later when we talk about it on Barf, so look forward to that Barf episode. <laughs> and then um, Doom is our Barf game after Titanfall 2. And then Nintendo, or not Nintendo, um, Bethesda came out and announced that Doom, Doom 2, and Doom 3 are going to be on basically all the, the platforms, including Switch. I'm like, you know, never played Doom 3 before. Always wanted to. And I've put a good chunk of time into that game. That game is great. It's, I think, a lot of fun. Um, it's very, very different than what I remember Doom in 2016 being. Because it yeah. was more of a horror game, wasn't it? It's a scary game. Yeah. It is a scary game. Yeah, absolutely. Very spooky. Playing that with my headphones in a dark room on my Switch and handheld. Nope. Pretty, pretty creepy. <laughs> Hard pretty pass. creepy. <laughs> I'm at a point now, though, where I have a lot of ammo. So I kind of feel like I can, I can take anything. I'm not dying nearly as often as I did uh, in the beginning of the game. Um, but I, it, it has more of a story than I was expecting it. Doom, and again, I, I played Doom 2016, basically three years ago at this point. Um, 
that game, I don't remember it really having a story outside of an excuse to just bash demons and kill demons. Whereas this seems to have more of a plot to it. That's like their NPCs that I'm meeting. Maybe I'm just remembering Doom 2016 totally wrong. That's why I'm going to play both games over the next month and kind of compare the two. But um, yeah, really, really liking it. I also started playing really quickly. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Have you, have you run into in Doom 3, I think the character's name is Pinky? No, I've definitely not run into Pinky yet. No? I don't think so. I mean, so far, all the NPCs it are is Pinky. creepy. Yes are creepy-looking scientist dudes with extremely pale skin. Every NPC I've run into is just basically that same character model for the most part. I think there's... A, so there's a, a spot where you will fight someone named Pinky. And that, okay. I think, is where I said, nope, too bad, too much. I put the game <laughs> down, and that's it. <laughs> I had to walk away. It's too spoopy for you. Too spoopy. I'm still in the Mars City facility. I know at some point you're going to go to hell. But that's all I I don't know think I made it to hell. Okay. That game gets spoopy real quick. But I also was like nine when I played it last or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it can't be scarier than, than Dead Space or Resident Evil Dead 7. Space is so good. I was thinking about Dead Space yeah. a lot when I was thinking about my thoughts on Titanfall. We'll get to that on our barf episode. But Dead Space is great. I'm actually great. very curious to hear that. Just similarities on the helmets. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to... I'm actually probably going to beat Doom 3 before I even start Doom. Because I feel like I'm making really good progress on Doom 3. Hot. It's, it's great. It's good stuff. Well, um, that's a lie because we're both going to play Doom on Tuesday with the community. If you're a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash respawn aim fire, you can play with us when you're, the date you're listening to this because we all know you listen at 6 a.m. as it drops. There actually are. <laughs> I, love, I love like waking up getting my ass to the, the work shuttle and then on the shuttle somebody's already texting me or tweeting us about something on the episode I'm like damn guys it literally just dropped 30 minutes ago <laughs> but play with us we're playing Doom PS4 I think that was free too right at some point on PS Plus so um, I don't know I already owned it so. I don't know It was. it's also like routinely on sale for like 5 bucks so the multiplayer could be shit who knows we both never played it the multiplayer part <laughs> I never played it yeah I have no idea great 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 is it my turn? Cool, cool, cool. No. Great. You cannot talk about games. You're not allowed to. Perfect. But I'll allow it. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. I played <laughs> and put to bed three things this week. One, Titanfall 2. We'll talk more about that on Barf. Two, Borderlands 2. Finally got that platinum trophy. Ooh, ooh. Thank you to... So sorry you had to waste your time playing that game. Oh, no. It was oh, <laughs> such a delight. <laughs> such a delight. <laughs> the tone uh, yeah, of the was... show is about to change drastically. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was not a fan at all. I was so as soon as we did our last like multiplayer game night on that, and we finished the story of the game, I, I deleted it instantly. I just <laughs> did, did not did not care for it. I get the appeal. I get the appeal. I'm an awful person. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a monster. No, I loved it. I was surprised at how much work I had to put into it in order to platinum it. Because by the time I finished the campaign and I finished all the quests and things like that, I didn't realize how much of a grind it was going to be to get to level 50. And I had to... Basically, all the DLC is all based around you being like 30 to 35. Hmm. So by the time you beat a lot of it, you're getting no experience for most of it. So I had to jump into New Game Plus, which is true Vault Hunter mode. 
and go about three quarters of the way back through the entire game in order to get to level 50. <laughs> so I almost played the game that twice. That's terrible. But it was, it was, what I loved about it is that I never really do New Game Plus stuff, but there were actually really cool, like the enemies weren't just the same enemies, but with more health, they were actually differently designed as well. And there oh, were nice. like a bunch of really tough guys with like who were now gunzerkers or there were the rat you know the rat enemies there were now some that basically looked like the witch doctor from diablo 3 and they had like poison and shit like that and there were new oh my god you, okay i don't remember the name even though i've killed a trillion of them now are the the things that run back and forth and turn invisible they're like little flying dinosaurs stalkers stalkers yes yeah there are new ones of those called rabid stalkers and then there are like four different types of them and the rabid stalkers literally will jump in your face and just nonstop attack you and attack you and attack you until you die and they're also really hard to kill so that was a challenge there were a lot of times where i was just like, hiding oh. behind a rock sending out my robot to go kill everything and then that was one of my least favorite parts of the game of the stalkers so to hear yeah. they are even worse because if you have invisible enemies usually games make them slower to kind of compensate oh, they're but quick. they are really fast and invisible fuck you <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, if you go back to Horizon Zero Dawn, there is also an enemy called the Stalker. That's right. Like that the goes Panther invisible ones. and is super annoying and fast. Yep. Oh, that's, at least I'm there, not you playing can, that game again then. You can at least break <laughs> off the part that they use to turn invisible, ideally. God, I forgot all about the breaking off pieces of animal. Let's play Horizon Zero Dawn again, just in addition to Doom. Man, also, <laughs> do, okay, here's my pro tip. If you do go back to it. Do not be afraid to experiment with weapons because I went like 90% of the game through just using the tear ammo or like the, uh-huh. just the basic bow. And then I was like, man, I am getting my just like teeth knocked in on these like bigger beasts. And it's like, oh, no, just use this three thing that I have not even ever equipped at all or, you know, added <laughs> bonuses to. I'm like, oh, I am burning through stuff. There's an arrow that if you hit a, a component that'll break off, it just explodes in one hit and removes it for you like, i think that was part of the trouble holden huh. had is that he just you, right you were just like meleeing things and using the bow the whole time i was like no, there are other was, things it was it was that but when i'm closer in combat with enemies i don't want to use the bow and i felt like also the bow when i did feel like the need to use it didn't damage enemies almost at all but melee attacks would do a lot more damage to them so i felt incentivized to use melee attacks in the beginning of the game and it was just that same repetitive animation. That's the exact same for every single melee attack you do. Just didn't didn't like that. Part I think of what's it. so yeah. not to get on a Horizon Zero Dawn kick, but I think what's so satisfying about that combat is the way I would plan. Like I would observe. All right, where are all the enemies? Where am I going to put my tripwire? How am I going to lure them into that tripwire? Where am I going to? What am I going to take over and control? I'm going to shoot those freaking little things off the deer one's back so they explode and as they explode that one's also that's the kind of like the planning and strategy that went into a battle that sounds like you didn't have i didn't like none well, of that my first you didn't 90% do that through yeah no oh, and man. i was just kind of like blunt forced my way through and it wasn't until i started to see all these like tips and tricks and stuff of like on youtube and i'm like oh yeah this makes one more sense i do have all of these traps i have my tripwire i have all of this that i can do and that made it way more fun and way easier too because like the melee is more meant to like okay i've knocked this thing down it's stunned i can move away and kind of set up what else i can focus on this bigger thing here or you know Things like that. I I rarely used my melee as my main means to kill an enemy. Once I discovered like how to use all of the other stuff, because that's what I was doing. Is I was just beating on them with the stick, 
It's like, okay, robot dinosaur, <laughs> just go down. Um, so yeah, Borderlands 2, got that platinum. Thank you so much to Alex. We played, I don't know how many hours of that game. Finally beat Terramorphus. That was our big thing, this giant raid boss. Designed for four players at level 50. We beat it with two. Fucking nailed it. Uh, and then multiple, ar- mul- multiple, God, Michael, damn it. Marvel <laughs> Ultimate Alliance 3. I am retiring this game from my play cycle for some of the reasons that we mentioned already when Asa brought it up, uh, that it's, I feel just a little bit out of balance. I am on the last maybe 45 minutes of this game, but it's a series of boss battles, and I'm halfway through the boss battles, and I'm not powered up enough to beat them. And I don't feel like going back and doing the Infinity Rifts, which are just beat the bosses again and with a different set of challenges. Or, with a timer. Yeah, beat 40 of these guys in a place you've already been. And so I'm, I'm not super into that. But it's because I was experimenting with the characters, and then they're not leveled up by the time I need to get there. So I'm 95% sure I'm done with it. There's 5% of me that's like, just drop the difficulty down to easy and finish the game. But then part of my heart is like, don't do that. You're an adult. You can't do That's that. That's for cowards. You're not a can't. baby. Exactly. I'll do it on Wolfenstein, but Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3? <laughs> I think the problem is I don't remember... I don't remember if there... There certainly was not this deep and expansive of an upgrade system in Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 or 1, but I don't even remember there necessarily being leveling in those games. I feel like there was such a hack and slash thing. Like, I think about Diablo. If I play Diablo 3 right now and I play it on normal difficulty, it is way too easy. I have to bump it up to, like, normal plus 5 in order to have any kind of challenge on it. Um, and then I walked into Ultimate Alliance expecting that same level of difficulty just based on the type of gameplay. And it's like, nope, you're going to get your butt handed to you. I mean, There's it's also a Marvel so- video game on Nintendo Switch. Their accessibility was probably a big factor in the development. Which is kind of, like, surprising at how hard it is. Because yeah. you'd think, you know, you'd want kids to just pick up, which granted, like, and there's only two difficulty modes, which is weird. There's friendly and mighty. And I haven't played on friendly at all, so I've oh, only done mighty, mighty, but mighty feels like a little bit like if I was a kid playing this, like, I would absolutely have gotten frustrated. Yep. And if I didn't think to bump the difficulty down, I would have just been done. Yeah. I'd have been like, screw this. I'm going to go watch Ninja on Mixer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all I played this week. Let's go to the third-party quest log then. Great. <laughs> Great. Cool. Let's talk about <laughs> earning calls, because earning calls are Woo-wee! so fun. <laughs> so e- EA is actually the primary one we're talking about here. Um, first story is from um, Rebecca, Rebecca, Valentine, um, blah, Rebecca Valentine of GameIndustry.biz. Uh, nearly half of EA's unit sales are now digital, which is, I think, big news. Same thing with Sony. We'll talk about that later on as well. So the quarterly earnings, they had revenues of $1.2 billion compared to $1.1 billion in the same quarter last year. Blah, 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 blah. Digital sales were now 47% of all software sold. Uh, this is why GameStop... Actually, I forgot to include the story in here. This is why GameStop just laid off 50 employees because... Because of EA's going call. digital. Yeah, because of EA's <laughs> call. No, because of... It's all going digital. That's kind of the, the trend that's happening now. Um, Chad and I are huge proponents of digital over physical media. Um, that's just kind of the way that we go. My brain it's, it's flagged a moment ago when Asa said he was going to trade in Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I was like, oh, he's a <laughs> physical guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, the same thing. Yeah. Mostly um, because I, so my Gamers Club Unlocked from Best Buy just expired in July. 
So I've been using mm-hmm. that. So it's twenty percent off every new game. Like yes, yeah. I will yeah. do the the. I would rather do digital because switch. I am a lazy piece of shit, and like switching <laughs> switching discs is like ugh, it's I so stressful. Up. It's right? so annoying. So like I'm, but. 20% off is 20% off. I'm also a cheap piece of shit. So <laughs> I understand that value. So it actually gave me a like, so Best Buy was like, hey, so we ended this program. Sorry about you. But here's an extra, like, here's a 25% off, like one less coupon. So that's what I used on Ultimate Alliance. Cause I kind of thought like, okay, either I will really, really like it. Like some people are, or I can trade, I'll get frustrated or disappointed and I'll trade it in kind of early to get the most value back. But now that I don't have this discount, I'm going to be switching almost exclusively to digital just because I don't have to worry about switching stuff. Like, if I end up getting Pokemon, like, that's not one I'm going to want to have to switch between the carts of, like, Mario Maker or if I, you know, get the bug to go and play the Mega Man Legacy Mm -hmm. Collection again, something like that. I don't have to worry about any of it. So digital is – I am now finally embracing the digital side, but – strictly for financial reasons <laughs> no that, i mean 20 percent off is a big deal mm-hmm. absolutely i actually did, i first heard about that program when they were announcing it's being shut down so i'm like oh shit yeah my uh one of Oops. my roommates in college was because this because it used to be it was a hundred dollars for a year but then mm-hmm. they dropped it to like thirty dollars a year and it's like holy yeah. crap if you buy two games it's paid for itself so i've had it for mm-hmm. seven years now probably if not longer and Holy then, butts, it's been out for seven wow. years? Yeah, it used to be, because uh, wow. there was Gamers Club and then Gamers Club Unlocked. And that was the one that you had to pay for that gave you the discount. That and was then a partnership with Microsoft's uh, podcast on IGN, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Because I, th- I think they eventually even got rid of the Gamers Club thing in general. It was always just, then the only thing left was the Unlocked. So I had it for a, a long time, and I made great use of it. So... I'm very disappointed. I'm very sad that it's gone now. My wallet, we, <laughs> those impulse purchases, like it's crazy that fifteen dollars can make that big of a difference, but it really does. Yep. Do you want know though? If you don't buy games at launch all the time, though, I feel like so many games just end up on sale on PSN flash sales or something like that all the time. And I, I really think you could still be a frugal shopper digitally. I think it's totally possible. Oh, it's absolutely possible. It's just part of it. So with me, like. I like being able to talk about, like, I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't buy Ultimate Alliance earlier so that when we did Nerd Up, like, I wasn't there the mm-hmm. weekend to be able to talk about it. Right. So, like, I, I, I feel like even though we don't really have that obligation, like, I would like to be able to talk about, like, the newest stuff mm-hmm. to be as relevant, like, one, to be as relevant as possible. So, oh, these people are talking about this game that just came out. Like, oh, I wonder what they have to say about it versus, oh, mm-hmm. they're just now talking about this. Like, I'm just now talking about Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn. so i don't know i but yeah you absolutely can be i've grabbed like a bunch of stuff on sale like game xbox game pass is amazing because that's making me that's letting me play stuff that i would have never actually like played Mm -hmm. otherwise Mm -hmm. i want an xbox just for game pass i honestly had the thought today i'm like what if i just get hold of an xbox for christmas and then we have game pass and we play a bunch of shit and then I was like, wait, be the, best. the next Xbox is coming next year. And I was like, yeah, but then it's going to be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So this one would be worth it anyway. The, I mean, they do have the yeah. discless one, which would be they have the dickless one. <laughs> yeah. Every um, time I say discless, I'm like, not dickless in my head. Yep. Because I got, I, got, <laughs> I, I, got, the... I got that sexy, sexy Taco Bell Xbox One X. I you won do? That, oh, yeah, I won nice. that platinum. Oh, from, my from God. The that's awesome. Yeah, so it, when you turn it on, it makes the dong sound. Like I the, fucking love Taco from Bell. Bell. <laughs> it's awesome. Taco Bell is magical. It's what I'm it's having so for dinner good. tonight. I had it yesterday. <laughs> oh, it's great. 
Um, yeah, next year I'm debating. Like, I, do I want to get an Xbox? Like, an Xbox because Game Pass, all these really cool services they have, or all my games are on PlayStation, so I should still get a PS5. Be smart, hold it, and just get the console that's going to have all <laughs> your games on it. Mm-hmm. But then I'm Especially like, oh, if you but- can stream it via Project X Cloud on a regular Xbox One. I don't know. Yeah, I Who don't knows? Know. Man, no, I don't know what's going to happen. No we'll one see. knows because they like they're like, hey, Project X Cloud, it's real. End of <laughs> statement. <laughs> Here's like, another announcement what? about it. It's still what? real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm. That's my only hesitation with X Cloud right now. Is after Stadia was first announced, Phil Spencer's like, can't wait to show you guys what we have planned for E3, and then they just did exactly what you guys said, which is, hey, it exists. Yeah, uh, I was so disappointed okay. in that because I because yeah. I was debating on the Stadia thing because like I'm very fortunate where like where we live, even though it's in the middle of BFE, we yeah. don't have data caps, and I have pretty mm-hmm. decent like the internet speed that I get at home consistently especially if you if i'm going to hardwire in that chromecast ultra like i will be able to stream in 4k like i have that ability mm-hmm. so like that's part that's the main reason that i got it but seeing like what state is like okay but like i'm really on board with a, a lot of the stuff microsoft is doing i love my one x i love game pass uh live is usually consistently solid mm-hmm. so i you know that kind of will be the decision maker if they come out swinging at e3 then I won't do Stadia. I'll do this, and I'll you know put my chips in on this. And they did nothing between the console and this. I was like, "Come on, what are you doing?" <laughs> this is so, you, yeah, yeah, they te- they could not have teed it up better for you. Yep. The one thing that Microsoft will definitely have on XCloud that Stadia clearly won't have is exclusive games that are specifically made for Microsoft's platform, as opposed to Stadia, mm-hmm. which has. No first party content yet. Well, the so the way that I just because you I, like I've heard you guys talk about this and it's one of those things where it's just like when you listen to a podcast and you're like I have a point I want to contribute but I can't. <laughs> Remember everyone, <laughs> scream it into voice memos, email it to respondingpirategmail.com. Especially out of context, I just feel like what are they yelling about? Um, with Stadia, no, with a timestamp of what you're yelling at. No, no, no timestamp. No. Just, just go. I, I want the challenge. <laughs> the way that i justify it with stadia is there will be games that are pc exclusive that i would not be able to run on the pc that i have but i can run it on stadia so like baldur's gate 3 they made that announcement i was like holy crap this looks awesome i'm terrible at all of the baldur's gate games but i love them oh well i can't run it on pc but i can run it on stadia mm-hmm. so that kind of gives assuming the well, controller though? actually works uh like the you know versus keyboard and mouse setup trying to put everything onto a, you know, essentially a Xbox One controller or a yeah. 2019 game controller with the four shoulder buttons and all of that. So that that's kind I, of the thing. That's the thing that I'm kind of most excited about is there's all these mm-hmm. PC games that I would have never been av- able been able to play that I can now just with this, even if I decide to not keep up my pro subscription. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is a hypothetical, but I mean, Microsoft could just as easily get access to that content because they want to have a kind of a a bigger connection between xbox and pc oh yeah they absolutely so they, could they, that microsoft I mean, game hypothetical store. but I, I think it's very possible you could see more pc games and i think Baldur's gate 3 is actually coming to consoles as well is it because I, I, I i'm pretty sure I the think. announcement trailer only listed pc and stadia i'm on double I check think that i think the news was that it's not stadia exclusive yeah okay, because it was because it was also on pc yeah was it three um, that looks super old Oh, it's going to be coming to Microsoft Windows and Google Stadia. So if it's coming to Microsoft Windows, it's definitely going to be on xCloud as well. Okay. Because I know they're like with Game Pass for PC that they announced there's certain games that are only available on PC. Like you can't, mm-hmm. I can't log on to my Xbox and get that no, same. That, 
Right. That is a very good point. And I've even considered, like, hey, when I'm out of college and I have, you know, a cool uh, job in coding that, you know, I'll be comfortable with, I'm, I'm going to make a gaming PC. Why not? I want to have that option. But you're right. Stadia could kind of fill in that gap. We'll kind of see if stuff that's, like, not it's, it's an epic uh, game store exclusive and things like that <laughs> don't make it to the windows store um but maybe it'll be available on stadia who knows yeah we'll see we'll see what happens i've like i said i'm just yeah. i'm super interested in it so i did it more of a curiosity thing plus yeah. like like i said i can drop my pro subscription and i still have the controller and a mm-hmm. um uh what's it called chromecast ultra which is always mm-hmm. just nice to have because yeah. I got a new phone that's Google, and it won't actually just automatically stream to a smart TV. Because all praise be our Google overlords. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Um, bringing this back into the whole uh, digital sales thing, I think streaming in particular, if it takes off the way that I think these companies are hoping it will, streaming is going to be swaying that digital sale percentage way higher than it is right now. Yeah. Because people who don't have consoles don't want to buy, you know, a console just to play Madden are going to go to these streaming platforms instead. And Mm -hmm. those sales are going to skyrocket digitally. This also might be like a discussion for a different day, but what do you, uh, how quickly are these like, we're selling X number of games whenever it becomes more like a Netflix subscription or like similar to Xbox game pass. How quickly is that number going to be meaningless? I think we're already kind of, we're reaching that point. Because um, I don't know if you guys ever watch Inside Games uh, Daily. It's the Funhouse team has their like news channel mm-hmm. on YouTube. Yeah. Every once in a while I watch them, yeah. They'll talk about numbers like that, but it's like, okay, so the only numbers we have available to are the European physical numbers. Because they don't have the digital numbers. They don't have, like, if it's a e- game like on an EA streaming service or Ubisoft mm-hmm. starting theirs, I think we're already kind of starting to see that, but it hasn't gotten to the point where it could be as as influential or, well, at the opposite, mm-hmm. as irrelevant as it is now. Yeah, I think it's... What makes it tough, though, is that a lot of the times, like, EA will announce how many, you know, how many how much software they sold, mm-hmm. but they don't break it down by the game because for competitive reasons, they don't want to, you know, talk about how much they've sold. So it's up to organizations like MPD to pull up that data, but they only keep that data for basically investors who want to see that data and they sell that data to them ex- explicitly mm-hmm. um you can't just go to mpd's website and pull up that data for yourself um and that's also different countries have different organizations like mpd for that purpose meaning the data is just basically private it's kept away from us that's kind of that's been yeah. going on for for a very very long time now um but if i like I, it bugs the hell out of me if i jump I really in on that netflix data. and i watch yeah. 10 minutes of Avengers Endgame. Let's be honest, I'll watch the whole thing. But if I watch 10 minutes of an Avengers Endgame, <laughs> Disney can't claim that as a copy sold. Uh, th- yeah, this is so like, how does that... a larger conversation. Yeah. First of all, I, I, don't, I don't know if... Right now, the only platforms that actually would be able to judge a game based on that metric, I, I think reasonably, would be Xbox Game Pass. Outside of that, Sony right. cares about just the game sold on their platform. Even Microsoft cares about just the plat- like game sold on their platform, so on and so forth. Um, however, we've there's the whole well, idea of actually EA just launched their PC subscription service. Yeah, because that's, that's on comp- actually, that's on it, PS4 now. And Ubisoft actually has not the on the year not as the well. origin. No, they like the the Netflix for games from EA oh, that they announced okay. last yeah. E3 just launched yeah. on PC. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, my point is still though because the next thing I'm going to is that 
some games you're going to dedicate more time to. Like, you're going to spend a lot more time in a City Skylines than you are in a, probably a Mario game. Or I wouldn't. Like I'm not going to play City Skylines. <laughs> but no, but the point is that people, people who play City Skylines will put, like, a thousand hours into that game. If we're really passionate about not it. Me. That's going to outweigh against, like, Titanfall 2, which basically had a five-hour campaign, but I love the shit out of that campaign. So me spending five hours in that game, by that metric, would say, well, jeez, you only spent five hours in that, but then Holden also spent 300 hours in Breath of the Wild. That's you know, insane! Oh, speaking <laughs> of loving Titanfall 2... Respawn has a new game that they're going to announce. Yeah, so they have a AAA first-person combat title that's going to be shown at Oculus Connect this year. It's not Titanfall, as Chad just said. Actually, Cowards. Chad, I, I, just, I didn't say that. I Cowards. Say that <laughs> Give me more Titanfall. Before this month, I'd have been yeah. like, great, I don't care whether it is or isn't Titanfall, but now I'm like, give me Titanfall. Kiara Titanfall. <laughs> Spoilers, Chad, for the barf episode. You're right. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> Um, yeah, so good for them. Can't wait to see what that title's going to be, because I'm seriously uh, totally on board with whatever Respawn does in the future. Oh, I hope it has wall running in VR. Oh, <laughs> that, yes. That could get really nauseating. No, I was going to say, I just got nauseous sitting here. Oh, uh, it's yeah. perfect. I can't do VR at all. Like, my stomach just does not, it just does not st- tolerate it. <laughs> um, so moving on to the next story here is EA explains why it offers limited Nintendo Switch support. <gasps> this story bugs the crap out So of me. obnoxious. So here's the quote from Andrew Wilson, the CEO at EA. This is during the earnings call. He said, we have a lot of data that would suggest a great many Switch owners also own a PS4 or an Xbox One or a PC and very often choose to play the games that we make on those platforms, even though they have a Switch and they enjoy a lot of great content on the Switch. Um, people aren't playing games in the Switch versus PS4 because your games are basically half-baked on Switch compared to the consoles. They're missing features. They don't have everything. That's why people would do that. Yeah, it's a very tricky chicken and the egg kind of thing where EA is like, we don't want to take a risk on this new platform, so we're going to like half-ass a game out there, and then if it doesn't take, then we're going to abandon it. If it does take, great. So everyone's like, well, it didn't take because it was a shitty game. But they're like, well, it didn't take because it's an undeveloped platform. They're like, no, you idiots. It was an underdeveloped game. Make something great, and people will play it. It doesn't matter where it lives. I think it's every developer who says they sell games on... Well, at least the indie developers, this, this stat's still true, is if it's on Switch, if it's on PS4, if it's on Xbox One, they always play it on Switch. I think even Bethesda's like, we're amazed at how well our games are selling on the Switch. I think people they sell are, really well. I think they're underestimating like the amount of people who use it like portably. And, I mean, an EA sports game specifically, like, you could probably knock out a game, like, if, you know, you shorten the quarters and everything, but, like, you can knock out a game of Madden on your bus ride to work, on your commute. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like, it seems obvious, but, like you said, they're releasing half-baked, content-light versions of the product. I know it's not mm-hmm. EA, but go back and look at, if you haven't seen it, please, go to YouTube and look up game footage for WWE 2K18 on the Nintendo Switch. It runs like dog shit. <laughs> I've, I've heard about this. It yeah. is unacceptable. <laughs> it was to the point that they didn't even release 19 on the Switch. Like, they just, they're like, nope, we can't do it. Because oh, it, was, it was a nightmare. But yeah, and it's just that, like, I think people would be willing to, sacri- to make that sacrifice of, you know, frame rate, graphical fidelity, what have you, if it meant that they yeah. could just take it on the go. I mean, it's the fact that Doom can run on the switch the fact that 
uh, Wolfenstein 2 can run well on the Switch. There's no excuse why a, a wrestling game can't run on the Switch. No, yeah, it's, it is mind-boggling how bad it runs. Uh, um, but at the same time, like, I kind of see, I kind of see his point, though, because there are, dude, like, I know, I have friends who will, like, they buy NBA every year, they buy Madden every year, but they want it on the big, their big screen, their big screen TV, they want it to look as great as possible. They want yeah. someone mm-hmm. to walk into the room and question if that's a video game or if they're, like, watching a live game. Yeah. So I I, I I see that disconnect, but yeah, I feel like people would be way more willing to even buy a second copy that they could take with them if they actually bothered to put out a product that was worth it. Mm-hmm. And to build off that point too, next year when those next gen consoles come out, those games are going to look even better, and it's going to be even harder to bring it down to the Switch. Did you see the thing that someone pointed out on Twitter? They took screenshots from the last, like, four years of 2K announcements where they do the side-by-side, like, here's what 2K20 is going to look at versus 2K19. Literally, the only difference is the new version, the person is wet. <laughs> yeah. So they look so they look like they are like way like more realistic, but then you go back and it literally looks identical from like 20 to 19, from 19 to 18, from 18 to 17. I was like, "Oh, this is amazing." <laughs> That's the Next way, year though. If you want to like gonna... level up your Tinder, just make sure you're wet in Douse yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> new year new me uh. Uh, speaking of ea next gen they have ea next gen games set to release in fall 2020 with console launches this is from aiden simmons at playstation lifestyle um this is a no-brainer <laughs> this <makes Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> thank no, you we're gonna skip madden this year like we're just not gonna put it on every possible platform yeah. <laughs> this is interesting that they uh, this might be the first kind of technical confirmation that PlayStation's coming next year. Haven't they said if, before that yeah. it was like they're going they're looking for holiday 2020? So Microsoft confirmed holiday 2020 what PlayStation said or what Sony said is that PlayStation 5 would not come out before April 2020. Okay. They which, also before duh, that made this like right? vague 3 year thing which would put them in 2021. Mm. At this point, they're not going to do that. If Microsoft's coming out in fall 2020, they're going to come yeah. out in fall 2020 as well. Um, also, here's another... This is, this is kind of me looking into things a little bit. Interestingly, they call it Gen 5, which would mean the generations start with PlayStation, which is <laughs> Screw true. everything that came first. Well, they're not yeah. coming to Switch, so <laughs> might as well. <laughs> well, and if... I, like, so if EA is going off of PlayStation, I guess this is like... I could see how this would be like news news because we they've made such a big push that like the PlayStation 5 you'll be able to play all of your PS4 stuff on. So mm-hmm. I guess that you know is noteworthy that they're not just going to release it on PS4 and have that available to play on PS5. There will be that that version which is not surprising at all, but I get why they would feel the need to clarify it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'm curious how that transition's going to happen. Like if you buy, like like if you buy Madden on PS4, you have to buy it again on PS5. It'll be an upgrade charge. I want to know those details because cross generation apparently is a really big thing with developers. There was that poll. Um, I forgot who did the poll. There was a poll that was asking um, how many developers are making games for current gen and for next gen, and the the quote was twenty percent of developers are making games for next gen. But really, 
Um, of that, 20%, 16% was cross-generation titles, and, and 4% was actually true next-gen games. So I'm curious what yeah. that means in this context. That stuff I don't think we'll learn until, like, next spring. We'll learn that at E3 next year, I think. I think we'll learn it before that. You think? Yeah. I think it depends on when we start getting actual information about these next-gen consoles as opposed to extremely vague specs that are basically meaningless. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Those load times um, are be fast, though. Yeah, I'm really excited <laughs> about that. Not going to lie, super excited about that. I was playing Spider-Man, and I'm like, oh, this load time is eight seconds. How unbearable. I know what Do the Do you use the subway in Spider-Man? No, just when you're loading up the game in general. Oh, gotcha. I think I used yeah. the subway as like the fast travel they were demonstrating. I think I used that maybe like five times total. I did it when I, I just was cleaning up the when I was cleaning up the plat the platinum trophies. Yeah, I did, I I did it, it then, too. just because I was like, all right, I want to get this done and move on with whatever else I'm playing next. But that was the that's only a weird time. concept. Spider Man taking the subway is like Superman taking a plane. That's like, what, why. <laughs> but, but the little cutscene that it plays is amazing. It makes yeah, it worth it. Lean into I'm just it. like because people are kind of looking at him like really why (laughs) uh and then lastly for ea in our third party quest log the most important news i think (laughs) of the entire thing is that a new need for speed game will be revealed leading up to gamescom 2019 you know how you know how you can tell that this game is something they're putting a lot of time and energy and making it a real blockbuster (laughs) game is that they announce it during an earnings call (laughs) no fanfare no trailer she's like oh yeah we're gonna churn out another one of these pieces of shit in august 20th no, I can spit it. I can, I can, I can, I can PR this. This is, this is the earnings call. This is to the investors. They're like, no, no. I, if hey, you're, you know, you have your concerns, but we're putting out a Need for Speed game. Oh, all right, that's got some weight to it. Let's see. I know that's not it, and I know not to get my hopes up because we will never get an Underground Two, like or another Underground no. Three. Uh, this will be this will be the game based on the movie, based on the game. Aaron Paul will have his <laughs> likeness it. in this. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, that might be better than what they've done in the past recently for Need for Speed. <laughs> I, re- I really like those arcade style, like, racing games. And, like, I love the Underground games. I love Most Wanted. I just, what they've been putting out pretty much since then has just been a bummer. Did you ever play Rush 2049? Yeah. No. San Francisco Rush? It was, uh, it was on a, a bunch of systems, but I played it on Dreamcast. And that game was such a fun arcade like racer collect coins and shit like that do cool trip tricks off of the track and this one i can't do the super realistic stuff yeah i'm not a fan of that if i want to play games to to not be in reality right and (laughs) so why would i play a racing game where i have the restrictions of reality on me (laughs) doesn't make sense um yeah we've got to yeah we've got to go we're an hour 15 and we're maybe like a quarter of the way through our content (laughs) i'm gonna take responsibility for that i just kind of ramble it's all asa (laughs) everyone shout into voice memos something for asa (laughs) but but still only send it to chad yeah make him go through it i don't want any (laughs) negative feedback i can't take it (laughs) although if you wanted to you could literally email literally anything at podzilla1985.com we have that domain so whatever you put before at podzilla1985 will go to jesse porno which jesse will have to be the one to actually look at it but so that's fine (laughs) great (laughs) here are fetch quests for episode 120 first is a demo for dragon quest 11 s has been announced 
The saves will transfer over, but there's no release date for it. Fuck I'm yeah. totally playing that. I'm definitely going to do that. Saves transfer? It get it. It's 2019. Yes. Yes. Uh, no Man's Sky Beyond and a VR mode arrives in less than two weeks. Pumped for that. Re- this is a cool one, actually. Resident Evil ambassadors are being recruited by Capcom to playtest a new game in the series. Ooh. Ooh. Did either Would of you guys get an invite? No. Nope. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> so which which game? Is this going to be Resident Evil 3 Remake or Resident Evil, Resident Evil 8? Or something I, different? The rumors are saying that Resident Evil 3 Remake is going to come out first, but apparently it's not being made by the same team that made Resident Evil um, 2. is a whole new team, so it might be farther along in development. Hmm. I also so think they probably wouldn't one. have people playtest a remake of a game. They'd probably want to get feedback on like new mechanics and new things like that. So I'd, I would... The playtesting might be just to offset quality assurance testers and make sure they're not crunching. <laughs> so they're going <laughs> to hand it off to the fans instead. And it I may also just be like, if they don't... if Because how well-received the second one was. Like, if this is a whole new team and they're doing something, you know, maybe a little bit different, they might want to get a little bit of feedback on, on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then say, hey, should we delay this and have Resident Evil 8 come out later on? But first. <laughs> Still, yeah. <laughs> New gameplay for Luigi's Mansion 3, Zelda Link's Awakening, and more to be shown at Gamescom. Uh, here's the fullest of the games that are going to be there, for Nintendo at least. Luigi's Mansion 3, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, Astral Chain, Dragon Quest XI-S, Echoes of an Elusive Age. Uh, Definitive Edition. It's a long title. That is a game. long title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, Games Tokyo 2020, and The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition. So all those games will have... Uh, more gameplay shown, which is cool. Actually, I'm very curious to see what The Witcher 3 gameplay looks like. Uh, Monument Valley 3 is in development, or really kind of starting development, because it's probably not very far along. In the same tweet that they announced it, they also said, hey, we're also looking for a director for the game, too. (laughs) So, (laughs) I don't think it's that far... Yeah, I don't think it's that far along. Um, but those games are great, so I'm looking forward to that. PlayStation Plus offers Wipeout Collection Woo! and Sniper Elite 4 in August. Wipeout Collection, absolutely. It's great. That's it has great. all the Wipeout games in it, and they're all completely head-to-toe in VR. Ooh, that, that sounds really intense. It, it really is awesome. <laughs> there are so many comfort options in that game, too, that it's, it's awesome. And then finally, Xbox Games with Gold, August 2019. Free games revealed. They are Gears of War 4 and Forza Motorsport 6, which is a good selection. That's really weird that both of those games are available on Game Pass. Yeah, I started thinking as I read this that, like... Oh, are they? How long before Xbox Games with Gold goes away and they just fold it in and they're like, hey, Game Pass is is how you get your free games now? You made a great prediction. Well... It was a good idea. It did not work as a prediction because it hasn't happened yet this year. But um, the whole Games with Gold is going to go away because of the Game Pass. That makes so much more sense. It'd be Sony would have to respond to that because it's just too good of a deal. Yeah. Especially now that it's kind of that you have the ultimate pass, which is both exactly. rolled together into one subscription. Right. So. And part of that is like if I have the ultimate and I have Game Pass, I'm like, what is this? Well, why, guess- why am I paying for gold now outside of just playing online? And I guess the big difference between like having these games on Games with Gold as opposed to just being on Game Pass is now if, for whatever reason, they get rotated out of Game Pass, you still have that copy. So you can still keep mm-hmm. it. There's just that little yeah. bit of overlap initially. Well, it just makes so much sense. Like, I don't remember how I reacted when you first brought up that prediction, Chad, but I remember thinking about it afterwards going, no, that just makes sense. Like, Microsoft has to do that. That just seems kind of like the only way to go. Yep. I would love it. Guess not. Make it happen! Yeah. 
<laughs> Jumping into the Sony Quest log, first story here is that Hideo Kojima confirmed studio is in crunch time over Death Stranding. Uh, the tweet from Kojima says, Death Stranding has the element of something never existed before. The gameplay, the world, atmosphere, the visuals which we aimed to create. The studio I established was Tiny Indies, but trying our best to deliver the product launching on November 8th. Still in crunch um, time of dev. And then he had the rainbow emoji there as well. Um, we don't really know what crunch time means in this context. Does he mean like home run stretch where well, we're working a little bit harder? Or does he mean like 100-hour work weeks? But it's odd comes that out in like a, three months. So. Yeah. Um, it is strange, however, that a, a major game producer is coming out and acknowledging crunch time in a kind of non-derogatory way in the kind of climate we're in right now i think this <laughs> might odd i think this just might be an unfortunate choice of words that he used like i think what mm-hmm. he's trying to say is okay we are really buckling down because you know that deadline is coming at us fast so we really gotta yeah. we really gotta stay focused and go but instead he's yeah. using this you know buzzword that generates a lot of negative connotations when you hear it yeah, yeah. it's not quite this extreme but this analogy came to mind it's like we all agree hey y'all Child trafficking is bad. It's still happening out there, but we're trying to crack down on it. And he's like, yo, I just got my kid in the mail. Can't wait. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, interesting. Um, wouldn't be surprised if some crunch happened in that game, considering we all expect this game to come out probably in the PS5 era. And surprise, it's coming out this year. So They say. They say. I, it's going to happen. I will, I I will happen. 100% believe it whenever uh, it, it, I see it on shelves. So like November seventh, you're like, so might not happen. Yeah, <laughs> still, I, it still might not happen. I wouldn't be super surprised if uh, I would. I just I wouldn't be super surprised if it got delayed, even if it's just a small delay. I know that some studios will like say, "Hey, we're releasing in fall 2019," but really, we're just saying that for marketing purposes and for investor reasons. So it's actually going to be coming out in spring 2020. If they gave a firm release date November eighth like this, it's got to happen, unless something catastrophic occurs. Like I don't you know. know, some days gone move. Code. Oh God. That's true. That's true. I guess I have higher expectations for Kojima. Um, this next story is technically something we talked about last week, but just additional detail that I wanted to share. Um, PlayStation 4 hits 40, uh, 100 million units. I almost said 40 million units. That wouldn't be as <laughs> that good. That would be for Xbox. Uh, yeah, that'd be Xbox. PlayStation 4 hits 100 million uh, sold as digital game sales eclipse physical for the first time. That last part's what I want to talk about here. We basically already talked about it for a little while, so we'll kind of just briefly touch on it. Digital games are now at 53% of games sold on PS4. Damn. So even higher than EA. I think the reason it's higher than EA, though, is that EA generally sells big blockbuster games, and there are indie games that are on yeah. PlayStation Store that you literally can't get physically. So yeah. that kind of skews higher mm-hmm. for digital. Yeah, because they didn't point out that like that's only for you know, third-party major, like fi- including physical releases. They just kind of mm-hmm. said, this is the total percentage. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. The, the longer we get, the the weirder it's it's the more interesting it'll be to kind of gauge <laughs> how important the physical media of it comes because you know you're still always going to have those collector's editions and and ultimate editions and steel books and things like that. But mm-hmm. right now it's just kind of like Ooh, it's so much easier. Just especially you know if you don't have to worry about data caps or things like that. You know, be at home, be like, oh, I left my PlayStation on rest mode. This game came out today, or this game's on sale buy from my phone mm-hmm. while I'm at the office and mm-hmm. get home and it's ready to play. Like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, last quest log of the evening is Nintendo's quest log. Nim Bam Town. Got a few stories here. First is that 
Ubisoft reveals a brand new Rabbids game for Nintendo Switch. <gasps> Shown at the China Joy event, uh, Ubisoft showed off a new Rabbids game seemingly inspired by The Journey to the West, a classic piece of Chinese literature. Which I think is funny is that seemingly inspired really just means that person thinks it's inspired by this. The um, journalist, Frank <laughs> Greta. Nothing in the, in the trailer actually said that at all. I thought that was the most random thing ever. Um, Serious notes, though, it's no Mario. It's just a Rabbids-only game, mm. which basically means it's a party game with mini-games uh, inside of it. Um, Google Translate suggests that the title is called Crazy Rabbids Adventure Party, and it's possibly a Chinese-exclusive game. I think this the is China. probably going to end up being, yes, a China-exclusive game, and it's going to be one of their big things. I think there was an article this week that came out that said Nintendo's working with Tencent to try to launch Switch in Japan, and or not mm-hmm. in China. I think this is going to be well, like one of the things that that really sells that system in that country is these kind of exclusives. Yeah. I'm just going to say, um, fuck them rabbits. They killed Rayman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, Rayman was always meh, and rabbits are hilarious. Oh, sir. Oh, rabbits sir. are so funny and stupid. They are the minions <laughs> of video game. No, they're just those no. little yeah. take it back. I can agree. D-bags. Take it back. <laughs> no, Rayman. Rayman Legends thing- is fantastic. The only reason that Mario Rabbids was a good game was because it was a strategy game that was well-made and not because the Rabbids were in it. Okay, <laughs> but Rayman nothing. Raving Rabbids on Wii was hysterical. I remember sitting there with my best friend in high school, and we just, like, open up a game, and we just wait for the cutscene for them to just sit there. Somebody hits the other one with something, and they just go, ah! And it was, we'd crack up every time. So you're talking about minions? That's all it or? takes. Because it sounds Fuck like you. a minion. <laughs> 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 that was great. <laughs> oh, they're so funny. I think we're going to see a big trend of at least Chinese exclusive content. Yeah. I mean, there's something we've already seen in Hollywood. I mean, even going back to Iron Man 3, they had certain scenes that were only released in China. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense considering, like, the Mandarin stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, if they had to, like, replace scenes with other things or something like that. Well, it wasn't like yeah. replacing things. It was extra content. Oh, just added extra additional content. Yeah. Just oh, okay. added content, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think this is something we're going to see increasingly as they... Because um, China is now going to be opening up to have uh, consoles that are not from Chinese companies sold in China, basically. So mm-hmm. Nintendo's going to be there. Um, I'm assuming Sony and Microsoft are going to be there PS4 as well. was the first one that was of this current... Oh, that's right. It's, it's already there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah cause right. if, if there's a new market yeah. that they can sell hardware in, they're absolutely going to do whatever they can to make that happen. And that's why Ubisoft is the first company to have exclusive games in China, because they're the first on every single new platform in <laughs> <Yep>. new countries. <laughs> uh, moving on, Mario Tennis Aces will be free for a short time for the Switch Online subscribers. It'll be available, um, the whole game will be available from August 8th to August 13th. If you've I'm- been curious about this game, use that free time and then don't buy it. And you'll learn that you shouldn't buy it when yep. you play it. <laughs> Wish I had done that. Yep, same here. <laughs> I, I luckily did not buy it. I was heartbroken when I saw the reviews come out because that was something I was so looking forward to. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. I don't regret buying a lot of games, but that's one of them. Why didn't they do ARMS? I feel like they could sell ARMS some more. That nah. seems like a much better game. No, that game's dead now. The- that whole IP is dead. We'll see. We'll see. I can sense an ARMS too at some point. Um, 
Nintendo Switch game voucher is not currently scheduled to return in North America. This is from a, a FAQ on Nintendo's website. As of July 31st, 2019, Nintendo Switch game vouchers are no longer available for purchase. Previously purchased Nintendo Switch game vouchers can be redeemed for eligible digital titles up to 12 months from the purchase date. Nintendo Switch game vouchers are currently not scheduled to return, but Nintendo of America is continually evaluating special offers from Nintendo Switch online members. I think they're going to come back at some point. I bought two of them myself. They made uh, yeah, offers. I still have three games to redeem. Oh, so you got two passes as well? Yep. Nice. I was, so whenever I was like, oh, my th- my Gamers Club Unlocked is ending, I remember them talking about this voucher thing. Like, that could be worth it for the amount of Nintendo games that I buy. So mm-hmm. now seeing that this is also ended, I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have two passes left. One's using Link's Awakening. One's going to be used on either Luigi's Mansion or Pokemon. Uh, this is a great program for to keep people buying games on their platform as opposed to going to Amazon. I think they're going to bring it back. I don't see a way they're not going to bring it back. Yeah. But I think it will I, just be I, another, like, timed exclusive. Like, do you guys remember this yeah. cool thing from last summer? Well, it's back for Valentine's Day. <laughs> After that, they're putting it back in Disney's vault. Back in Disney's vault. We're putting our <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> shit in Disney's vault. They're all online digital streaming now, so they've got God. this big empty vault. If the switch, if the switch had been as like well received and as profitable as it has been, I could one hundred percent believe like a headline that said Disney <laughs> in talks to purchase Nintendo. Yep. Like if they had another Wii U. <laughs> yep. Still could happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they, what they have? They're up to like five movies that made a billion dollars just this year. They already have made oh, more yeah. than any other company uh, this year in mm-hmm. seven months. They made more money than any other company has made in a year ever. God. We yeah, the they... future. Movie-wise, that's, that's at the box office. <laughs> to be fair, they had three Marvel movies come out this year. Yeah, three Marvel well, movies. That helps. And got... Lion King. And, and Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah, I think and those are the... Stuff. I think that's it. And Lion King. I said mm-hmm. that. Oh, you said that? I'm yeah. I, didn't, I don't listen to you. Obvi. Just in when you're not the other talk, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's finish up the Nintendo Quest log. Yeah, so Nintendo quarterly profits are down 10% despite <gasps> rising Switch sales. Sell it to Disney. Disney, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Revenue went up 2.4%, went from $1.54 billion to $1.58 billion. Whoa, big difference. Oh, no. But the profit went down 10% from $253 million to $281 million. I switched those numbers the wrong way. But it was originally <laughs> 200... Oh, sorry. It went, yeah, $281 million originally went down to $253. Um, and the, but the Switch sales rose by 13.2%. They had 2.1 million Switch units sold this quarter, and a total of 36.9 million units sold total. Good for them. And the 3DS uh, unit and game sales are down by 50%. Yes. No surprise Kill it. there. Kill the beast! <laughs> <laughs> this basically just means they spent a lot of money. Yeah. Spent a lot of money on Joy-Con Drift. Yeah. Or for they're probably going to be marketing the shit out of uh, the Switch Lite when it comes out. So maybe even some prep for that uh, ad campaign. A lot of that banana yellow that nobody wanted. Some people want it. Someone is in trouble. (laughs) Someone is in trouble at Nintendo because they only made $250 million in profit instead of $280 million. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? (laughs) I hate the world sometimes, man. Like, Speaking of hating the world... (laughs) I, when I saw this main quest in here, legit thought it was a joke. <laughs> Not a joke that it existed, but a joke that you put in here because you knew these stupid-ass consoles pissed me off. And then <laughs> I, I was like, seen- wait, he put way too much work into this. <laughs> I have not seen this, so I'm curious. 
Oh, I didn't really didn't put that much work into it at all. I really saw the tweet and went, really? We're talking about this. You copied and pasted three paragraphs or three sentences, and that's more work than this deserves. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So the tweet. So basically, SNK, uh, SNK, SNK Global tweeted out. This is our main quest now, by the way, everyone. A next-gen Neo Geo hardware is coming after Neo Geo Mini with a modern design and a wonderful play feeling. And you can even link it to Neo Geo Mini. Wow, what a benefit. <laughs> the new hardware will provide you a Neo Geo journey that you have never experienced. Well, I've never even experienced Neo Geo journey before, so it will be <laughs> unlike anything I've experienced. So they said stay tuned for, for more information. So we have another console who is putting the ring in to release something to no. compete against. Is, is this? Okay, I don't. I'm stupid. So the Neo Geo Mini is like the SNES Mini and the Genesis Mini yeah, and the PS1 right. Mini. But they're yeah. also doing a brand new next-gen console, like a whole new box to put in your yes. living room. Now, does, does next-gen imply that it's actually going to be competing with Xbox and PS5? I don't really know. Like, literally all the information we have is that tweet. It's just a really odd way to announce this, I think. It's infuriating. I- that stupid <laughs> Atari VCR and this stupid-ass <laughs> new Neo Geo need to burn yeah the atari the the atari one is a special like maybe we'll just get more of that because every time i see anything about the atari console it genuinely just makes me laugh more of what it was supposed to be out by now but nobody still knows anything about it was it really because yeah, right. full disclosure, I have not been keeping up on all of the Tommy Tellerico Atari console news as I probably <laughs> should have been um but woof if that's the case yeah it's supposed to be out like actually this is the the second or third time they've delayed it and they keep saying well we're trying to figure out what processor to put in it really you should have figured that a long time ago oh that's an early decision yeah like, it's a really to, early decision don't you need to know that before you can figure out what the box itself looks like yeah, or or what the, the device is capable of doing oh, <laughs> right any features whatsoever march 2020 is the new estimated release date according to their kickstarter page <laughs> oh that's the worst part people are like pledging money to this right people have pre-ordered yeah. hundreds of dollars worth of these systems oh and they don't even know what they do icky yeah so we have atari which we mentioned coming into the field neo geo is not going into the field google they're making a console but they're making a cloud console so they're coming into the field and then you also have intellivisions trying to come back as well but granted the intellivision thing is very different from what those they're not trying to compete they're trying to be like this fake family-friendly console because they're definitely still. not one that's you know you can just switch between like members of the family <laughs> or like switch between like oh yeah you i want to watch a movie so little jimmy can play it you know while they're sitting on the couch <laughs> I, I don't understand like this is a the video game market has really only changed actually it hasn't changed in about a little a little under 20 years now like it's been xbox microsoft and nintendo for largely two decades mm-hmm. That's not going to change anytime soon. It's certainly not going to change because Neo Geo is releasing a new console. And, and like you could make the argument that Google is trying to make that change right now, but they're doing it through a service that you, don't, you cannot get with those other yeah. the big three ones. They are trying right. to change exactly. the game industry as a whole to get their name up there with the, that top tier. Atari, I'm starting to think, is just a money laundering scheme at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, but... The, that's a good point, though, because um, you're breaking up. Because it, it's like saying, hey, all cars are going electric. And, like, most cars are electric now. And then, like, Ford comes out it's like, we got this great gas guzzler. We cannot wait to sell you. It's like, <laughs> Six it's a little, 
Yeah. Six miles a gallon. Or like BlackBerry announcing a new phone, because every time they do that, it's really funny. <laughs> you know, speaking of that, you know, BlackBerry kind of coming back from the dead, I think part of it, if you're going to legitimately take this seriously, you've got to change the name. You can't call it Neo Geo, because everyone associates that with old dead-ass games. You can't call mm-hmm. it Atari, because anytime someone says, I'm going to go play my Atari, they're like, oh, what are you, in 1980? Even Nintendo gets called old-ass dead games, and they're still making great <laughs> games right now. <laughs> Yeah, I think but there's Neo nothing Geo and I think and of like or that. SNK and it's like the Xbox 360 disc that has 12 different fighting games that all look the exact same <laughs> that I have not played any of them. Uh-huh. Are you going to go out and buy one of those boxes to play your new games? No. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I mean, what would these consoles have to do for you to be like, you know, I'm going to skip on PlayStation 5 and Xbox. I'm going to get an Atari or Neo Geo. They instead. would have to die in a fire and Microsoft would have to go <laughs> bankrupt. And then I would go resurrect their ashes from that fire. Yeah, like an earthquake has to, like, just a giant sinkhole opens up under all of the production lines and headquarters of the other three. Because, I mean, I don't know. I genuinely cannot think of something. Like, there is, I don't think there's anything they could do to make me buy one of those instead of. Maybe if they're putting out, like, if they get some, like, killer first party, like, if SNK has just been, like, secretly been scooping up talent left and right and they have like a god of war caliber hey, game about to come they got out metal slug they could release a new metal slug oh my game. god <laughs> okay so maybe <laughs> i am i'm terrible at metal slug but i do actually love those games um but it's not a halo it's not an uncharted it's not yeah they would have to do something know, zelda way yeah. out of their wheelhouse yeah it's insane. How much are you in a bet, though, it's that just, they don't, like, they're going to release these systems, and then, like, two weeks after they're on the market, they're like, hey, did anyone bother to get partnerships with any game companies? Is anything coming out on this stuff? <laughs> oh, fuck, no. Uh, who but it's powerful. Call? It's next gen. <laughs> it's very powerful. Uh, we're we're going to assemble a, t- a team of, like, ten people, maybe, where we can get a game out by Christmas. Their only hope, I feel, is to release these consoles for far cheaper than Xbox and and, uh, and Microsoft. Oh, sorry, uh, Xbox and Sony. I should say Microsoft and Sony because I, I can you make it cheaper than there. free like Google Stadia. So what they need but, to do, what they well, need to do, is just well, scrap the mini and integrate that into this box. It's like okay, hey, you buy this yes, box that's yeah. a new console, you also get access to every SNK game that we've put out in the last thirty years. That would be a good idea. That would work definitely. But if they can get to a point where they're on at least power parity with the other consoles, and they can say, hey, you can still get your EA games on here. You can still get, you know, your Activision and Call of Duties and that kind of stuff because it's the same power as these other consoles. It runs off the same kind of architecture, the x86 architecture, so not much work has to be done in terms of porting those games over, and they can actually get those third-party publishers on their side, maybe you don't have their own exclusive, and say, hey, this console's $300 instead of $400. Maybe? maybe? I don't see any world whatsoever where EA comes out on their stage and says, and our next game is coming to the Neo Geo. <laughs> There's no amount of money or like, I'll scratch your back if you scratch ours that Neo Geo could do to get EA on their consoles. Because hearing this, like I'm thinking the max they could charge for something like this is like $150. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the prices for the Atari thing? No. They're oh, like two fifty, three fifty. There's But like, that's the only you. No 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 it gets better than that though. 
that's only with the like old school Atari like jo- giant yeah. joystick controller. If you want the pro controller style with it as well, that's like another eighty dollars or something like that. Oh fuck off! Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> insane. And you literally don't know what it does. <laughs> they don't know. They play. still haven't found a processor. No, nope. oh literally the God. only games they showed running on it are old school Atari games like Pitfall. Woo! Oh. I hate it. I hate it so much. Money laundering scheme. Calling it. <laughs> yep. Six people are going to be arrested by the end of next year. <laughs> All right. Chad? What? Are you ready to move on to our next segment, which is We Are So Fucking Humble? So we will just shut up, not say anything, and let Asa talk for a little while. Great. Asa, what what subject of conversation would you like to bring to the podcast today? So the idea that I had was because I just got the uh, the Platinum Trophy for Horizon Zero Dawn. I know you just got your Platinum for Borderlands 2. Mm. What are your accomplishments in gaming or... Your like the, the 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 trophy achievement whatever that you have that you are the most proud of. Oh, I haven't thought about like an individual trophy that I'm super proud of. Because that one would be like that one would be harder. And even though like this was my idea, I'm still not a hundred percent sure like which one that I have. Yeah. Uh, I if I had to guess, I have I have three. One of them's a joke answer though. that one is so my friend dalton who co-hosts a bunch of the shows with us on podzilla1985.com is he he picked up the Mega Man legacy collection Mm -hmm. and he was playing through Mega Man 2 and was just like he couldn't do it he could he tried like every boss's level he maybe got to like one boss it was terrible he's listening to this too and i know he's gonna be so (laughs) mad (laughs) so the next day while he was at work at hastings rest in peace uh, I was started to play Mega Man 2, which I had never played before. And I was going through and just beating every boss. Like, I was going through. So after I beat every boss, I took a picture and sent it to him of the screen. I'm just like, hey, look. What, oh, man, I didn't even die on this level. Just <laughs> stuff like asshole. that throughout his day. So he's stuck at work. And he just is going to, like, he's just opening these up, getting madder and madder until I eventually beat it. Which was actually the first time I'd ever beaten a Mega Man game was that was that Mega Man 2 run. So that ended up, I was actually, oh, I felt pretty accomplished. Yeah, I know it's the easiest one they've ever made. Shut up. Let me have this. I need it. <laughs> the other one would be the first time I beat Mega Man X uh, because I played that game as a kid a million times and could never beat it. I could barely get to Sigma, even with like passwords and all of that. I was so bad at it. Uh, and so it wasn't until the X collection came out that I finally sat down and was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And it just, it felt so good doing that. Um, and then the other one is probably just God of War on PS4. Like, it didn't feel, like, the Valkyrie fights, like, getting the Platinum, that was the last thing I had to do. Mm-hmm. Those were, even though I was watching, like, walkthroughs and, like, strategies and things like that, just because that's kind of how I play games. But I felt, I truly felt accomplished, because I didn't have to, I didn't have to bump the difficulty down. And I, like, it just, it was so, that game is so satisfying and so much fun. It fit, it really, really felt earned. So those would be my three big ones. That and, like, any time I pull off something, like, half cool and, like, Call of Duty or Titanfall or Halo or something like that, where it's just like, okay, yeah, maybe I'm not terrible at this game. And then I go, like, 0-4 for the next, like, (laughs) next, like, I don't get another kill until, like, six kills. Get that comeback medal. (laughs) I think mine, I have a few that come to mind. Uh, One is just platinum trophies in general. 
I think Borderlands 2 was my 38th one. But if I go back and I look at all of my different platinum, like they, aside from My Name is Mayo, they are all <laughs> like, I got this platinum trophy because I love this game. And so you think about Spider-Man and God of War and all the Uncharted's and all the, um, I just got it for Borderlands 2, Bioshock. Like, these are really fantastic games. And that's my way of saying, like, I really love what this game developer's done and I want to give it and appreciate everything that they've got. So just platinum trophies in general, I think, is kind of one of my ways that I say thank you to the developers. Mm-hmm. But uh, two that come to mind is like, particularly challenging ones. One was Bioshock, having to play through the whole th- game with no Vita Chambers on Survivor difficulty. Like, that is... You absolutely get to play that game in the most difficult scenario you could think about. And you, you have to learn all of these different plasmids, which ones work well together because you're scraping to get by every single time and you're saving and quitting so often, but it's, it's so satisfying at the end of the year. Like I didn't fucking, well, I did die a lot, but I didn't have to revive <laughs> it, abide a chamber. Um, but I think the one that was most difficult that at the end, I was just like, fuck yes, this is so awesome. Was dead space. And to get the platinum trophy in that one, you had to play the entire game from start to finish, I think on the hardest difficulty, with only using the plasma cutter. Like the original gun that you get in that game. So you are you have the, like this underpowered weapon. You don't get all the cool things that can like chop off both enemies' legs in one thing or make them explode and do area effects stuff. It's just this one weapon the entire game, and that was super difficult. But at the end, I was like, God, I feel so accomplished right now. And I can <laughs> finally put this game to bed. Shit, I take it back. Cuphead. You saying that. <gasps> Cuphead! Oh, I think, yes! I think, Beating Cuphead was just like, oh, like that. My, I would be playing it here at the store because uh, we got gameplay areas set up, and like people would be here, like my friends, like not while they're customers or anything, but just like, fuck you, this fucking dragon. How is it so- <laughs> yes, that stupid ass dragon. Or Mr. Dice is the worst. But yeah, that that, oh. that actually should probably be my number one, and I think I might have just walled up that memory. <laughs> that just dragon. To keep myself from the frustration. Literally, that dragon there. was the thing that kept me from beating it on xbox and then way far later when it came out on switch that was the thing that stopped me again but then i finally overcame it and that was mm-hmm. that was a jump up and down scream fuck you at the tv over and over moment when i finally beat it that was so good yeah <laughs> fucking love it yeah i've never been a big achievement person like if i get a like a trophy or something like that i'll just i'll hit the ps button just to see what it is and that's about it. Just she's like, oh, what did I do? Oh, yeah, yeah. I figured I beat the level. Okay, thank you. And then I just move on. Um, but I usually my biggest kind of accomplishments I'd say are one, two, three, four, five Nintendo games. Like one hundred percent did one of them hundred percent to what I considered hundred percent because Breath of the Wild. I'm not getting uh, all the Korok seeds. That's yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> But I got every shrine. I got every single piece of uh, of equipment in the game. I felt really accomplished about that. Um, but the other ones are, are a bigger deal to me. Um, Zelda Link Between Worlds, I did three hearts run on hero mode with no fairies. That was so much fun. And I just felt, especially Ganon. Ganon was a fucking asshole to, to beat <laughs> at the end of that game. But I did, and I felt great. The other three are all Mario games that I 100% completed and got absolutely everything in the games. Um, first one, uh, Mario Odyssey. I got all 999 moons. I got all the outfits. Um, that was... That's that insane. So good. That one was a lot of fun to do. Well, That's I also insane. listen to um, podcasts and stuff while I play games, so that one was kind of an easy one to kind of grind out at the end. 
uh, in terms of like, okay, I just got to collect a lot of coins. And then I can use those coins to buy moons. That's how you get to 199. Oh, so you didn't oh, actually okay. like beat all the hard, like dark side, darker no, side of the moon. I, I did all that stuff too, but that only gets you to like 800 and something. Okay. To get 999, you then have to buy the remainder of the moons. Gotcha. Um, so new Super Mario um, Bros on the DS. I got all the three coins. I got the flagpole on every single level. That was great. And then same thing <laughs> as Super Mario 3D Land. I got all the coins. I got all the flagpoles. I did it all again as Luigi, which unlocks a super difficult like level in the Special World 8. And that level is ridiculously hard. But I beat that one with Mario and Luigi and got the flagpole at the end of that level. I think it was the flagpole at the end of that level? There was, yeah. And that was also super accomplished. Like, I felt great about that. Did you get I still have the, the save file. Did you get all the stickers and stuff, too? Uh, that's not Super Mario 3D Land. This, that's that 3D World. World. That's 3D World. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, and I know you're fine. I never played 3D World. Uh, oh. in, in, to completion, at least. I had it, but I never beat it. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah. Oh, it's a great game. I just... I don't know. That's that was the Wii, Wii U one that yeah. never came out. I really else? want them to port that to Switch. I'd play it again if it came to Switch. Same. I probably would. I've never played the original, but... If I didn't have to be in a cat suit, though... No, the cat suit's great. Fucking cats <laughs> suck, though. The cats, yeah, cats do suck, but the cat suit, on point. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Asa, for that wonderful topic of conversation. Leading off of that, a very, very uh, apt question comes from, oh, sorry, this is our Ryan subscriber interrogatives, where if you guys have questions you want to write <laughs> in and ask about, you can do that on Twitter, at Responding Fire, or at our website, not website, I mean, technically we have a website, but don't go to it, because uh, it's, <laughs> just, it's just a work in progress from my old actor website. Um, so <laughs> we have Matt from Rhode Island, the Space Ghost, asks, do you think achievements will ever come to Nintendo? Holden, you've put a lot of time into Nintendo games. I feel like you would be a trophy whore on a Switch if it had it. I mean, yeah, probably. But I don't think they're ever going to do it. No? No. I was thinking... They've, 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 stead, they've seen it before. They have no plans to. They don't feel like it's in their design philosophy. Yeah, I, it's not something... I mean, we, we know PlayStation did it mid-cycle with the PS3 where they brought trophies in. But I think Switch is already established as is. It'd be hard to integrate it into the system, especially knowing that online is a piece of trash right now anyway. But I think if it ever did come to Switch, it would be in a kind of like... Um, in, a, in an online-only thing where like if you get to this part in Mario or if you get these accomplishments done in Zelda then you get a discount of 25% off a Donkey Kong game on the eShop or something like that. Similar to what they did with like mm-hmm. gold coins and platinum coins Didn't on 3DS. Didn't PlayStation yeah. start or like that they were going to start something like that where it was like for every platinum trophy you get a certain percent off credit into the store but it was something Actually, ridiculous. Funny story, the Borderlands ridiculous 2 Platinum good, I got. Ridiculous bad. Bad. Like, the amount of trophies okay. required to actually get anything meaningful was just like, there's no way. Yeah. Okay. The Borderlands 2 Platinum trophy that I got was my 10th Platinum since I started that. It was, if you get 10 Platinum trophies and you get 1,000 Sony Rewards points, which is like 10 bucks in PSN credit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my 10th one. So I get 10 bucks. But they discontinued that. And then if you, they started that like a year and a half, two years ago. And if you had currently started the challenge, then you have until like the end of September to get your 10th platinum trophy. But they also have the same thing for silver level and gold level, but it's only like a dollar or two dollars for those. And it's like mm-hmm. so many stupid amount of trophies to get it. Yeah. 
But I got 10 bucks coming my way. Do that platinum. <laughs> That's legit, though. I like that yeah. they I like that they do that, you know, that reward. I also do not think Nintendo will do it. I would love for them to because it, you know, it it can be a nice little itch to scratch. Like I don't obsess over it. The only platinums I have are pretty much like the ones that were pretty easily attainable. Like I think the hardest one that I have maybe is either Rocket League or um Diablo 3. But the other ones are like the other ones that I have are going to be like I have a the platinum on a handful of Lego games, God of War, Spider-Man, uh horizon zero dawn but those are all very like you don't have to 100 percent those games you just have to follow the path that the developers have said like hey no and this is what we consider completing it right because mm-hmm. like spider-man like i know you you said you're going to talk more about it holden whenever you get a little bit farther into it but like if it's a game that mm-hmm. you're enjoying it kind of just comes naturally to get the platinum because like between exploring and web swinging and stuff like that, even some of the challenges, like you don't even have to get like a perfect run on all of the challenges. Right. Yeah. You if, you can, had to, if you had to get a perfect on all those screwball things, I would have not gotten the platinum trophy, but yeah. you only have to get like a bronze level or something like that. Something like that. So it's totally doable. And it, but it, and it, it is just like, Oh, it's a lot of fun. And you actually do then have that goal to, you know, reach for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you, Matt, for that subscriber interrogative. And we're going to move on to our last section of the show called Game on Game Show. The game on our gaming show called Game on. The game where we play a game on our game show. And it's game, 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 game. And we have back this week for the first time in a little bit, video game Would You Rather. And I actually had time to think of them, so it's not a lazy ass three. It's five full ass quality <laughs> Would You Rathers. Full moon, both butt cheeks pressed up against the glass. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. I'm scared. All right. Again, these are video game themed would you rather scenarios, and they range from tame to weird. So, number one. Weird's an understatement on this show. <laughs> <laughs> number one, would you rather that all money was made in life by collecting coins in the streets, or all money was made in life by looting mailboxes, garbage cans, and toilets? Either way, you're a homeless person, obviously. Either way, that's the only way to make money? That's the only way to make money. Man, there'd be riots all the time. (laughs) My brain immediately went to, like, oh, this is some dystopian shit. Like, this is like some purge-level nonsense. That said, I would go with the you have to actually loot it because that has at least a little bit of effort that could be a little bit of a barrier as opposed to just being the first person to see the coin spawn. Because in my head, it's, yeah, then they, it's a, they're not just race. there and everybody sees it. It's, oh, God, you got to race towards it. Yeah. I, I disagree. And it's only because then it's in public and you're not destroying people's homes and mailboxes <laughs> to, <laughs> to get this to fuck them. I'm going to offer it a caveat. Be future after all. It's all about yourself. <laughs> I'm going to offer a caveat. When you're collecting them in the streets, it's Mario style. They are coins. Versus when you're looting them, like in most games, it's stacks of cash. Okay, so, so like when you say coins, you mean like I have to jump up in the air and grab this quarter. Uh, it is the amount of currency you're getting. You're getting a quarter. You're getting a nickel on a good day, a Sacagawea gold coin Ooh. for $1. <laughs> yeah, no, that, 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 that keeps my answer to the... So if you loot, yeah. yeah, you're going into people's homes and you're grabbing it out of a toilet, but it's you stacks know, of dollar bills. That's Knowing how economies work, the little I know about that, wouldn't really matter. Because if everyone has to get the coins, then that's the standard of, of currency. So it, 
you're just kind of even out. Whereas if you're getting lumps of cash, that's just a super inflated market. And I'm just picturing I'm just picturing someone who like gets a bunch of like little kids to just go through the streets and just grab everything, bring it back, <laughs> bring it back to the, like bring it back to me, and then I just divvy out like, okay, here's your cut, here's your share. And That's eventually, uh, the jobs come back, and it's all it's all the same again. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that movie August Rush? No, I've heard of it. I've not. Seen it's it. the the kid who plays guitar, but he's like an orphan. And then Robin Williams picks him up, and Robin Williams plays that character. He's a guy who has all these little kids that go out in New York City and play music, collect money, bring it back, and he's like, "All right, y'all, I'm going to take my big old chunk out of it. And here's your cut." He's an asshole. Yeah, that's so cruel. Yeah, he's Bruce Wayne, but instead of fighting crime, they're panhandling. This <laughs> <laughs> is terrible. Yep. Uh, yeah, I would loot mailboxes, garbage cans, and toilets, and just invest in a good pair of rubber gloves. <laughs> for both looting and fisting. Uh, next question, number two. We're going to go with uh, this one. Would you rather be mortal, but anytime you got a minor injury, you could crouch behind a wall for a few seconds and recover fully? Or you are immortal, but every time you die, you only get to relive the same life and events again, and you can make subtle changes based on your play style. So basically, Dark Souls versus a cover shooter. Well, it comes with mortality and immortality as well. I get you. It's like eventually you do die if you choose the recover quickly option versus the other one. You live forever, but it's the same life essentially with minor so differences. So with the immortality, you are dying. It's just you just come back. You like respawn. Exactly. And then you just have to go through the same path again. Right. You can make subtle changes. Uh, uh. Obviously, uh, that maybe avoid you dying early, but I'm going mortal and just being able to like heal, because that way, you know, it. Wait, okay. So, did you say that it's minor like injury? So it's like minor some, injuries. Okay, so if I get like some terrible diagnosis, I can't just be like, "Hang on a sock, just I'm one second, doc. I got. I'm going to close the right. door behind me. <laughs> exactly. And then just like, okay, take the blood again." <laughs> like Red Dead Redemption. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Is it spoiler time? Like, can we talk about Red Dead Redemption 2? I feel like yes. But... Yeah, you're going to die at the end of that game no matter what. <laughs> uh... <laughs> no, I, I think I'm saying so that as someone who's never played the game. I'm just going to say, like, <laughs> why you I listened to a bunch of spoiler casts on it. I'm, so, I'm still going mortal only because, like, if I take Immortal and I live, like, a real shit, like, 20 years you're just doing that ad not like yeah forever whereas i feel like you know if you're mortal you can kind of you're you know you're more aware of that fact plus you got like little mini wolverine healing factor going oh yeah, yeah there you go put claws in your hands hurts every time but every time i'm going mortal as well i'm gonna i'm gonna get deep here for a second oh god do Death i need my fisting gloves <laughs> Death is what gives life meaning. If you don't die, then life doesn't really have meaning. You have no purpose in saying, I have to do this by the end of my life. Whereas if you're immortal, you're doing the same things over and over again. It just doesn't, I don't know. Oh, my God. And imagine being immortal on, like, your 600th playthrough and knowing every conversation that's going to (laughs) happen, knowing exactly what everyone's going to say, and and you get, like, Groundhog Day style. That, uh, Mm -hmm. nope. Mm -mm. But how many times have you, like... God, if I only had one more way, one more time I could talk to grandma or one more thing that I could say to so-and-so, and you have that opportunity now. 
but again, the six hundred time would be like, Grandma, I get it. I've heard the story so many times. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> mortal for the win. Yeah, we'll go mortal too. Absolutely. All right. Next up, would you rather? We'll save that one for the end. Would you rather have a real life photo <laughs> mode where you could pause time and move the camera wherever you wanted? Or have a real-life Luigi assist mode, where if you're having a particularly rough day, you can swap in Luigi to take your place until midnight. That is so easy. I want Luigi mode. That sounds great. Do you? Yeah. I, I don't take photos ever, so I heard photo mode went, boring. Keep in mind, <laughs> Luigi assist mode, you don't experience the rest of the day. You basically, it's, it says, like, Luigi goes and does all your shit, and you black out and wake up the next morning at midnight. Oh, so I can't just be, like, having a shit day at work. Louis, tag in Luigi, go home, and start playing Borderlands. Exactly. He just oh. takes on the rest of the day. You don't have to experience the shit, but you can't do anything else while he takes over for you. Do I have any memory of it? Of what like, he does? No. Yeah, okay. This, this reminds me of the movie Click, where Adam Sandler has like the <sighs> autopilot button in his controller, yep. and he misses out on life because yep. he didn't actually live his own life. Yep. I don't know how real y'all want to get on this or how much you want to judge me. That go movie legit it. made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was pissed off because I'm like, I'm coming in to see a bullshit Adam Sandler comedy. Why are you making me feel things? <laughs> it's not okay. Uh, I'm going photo mode. Because I think there's a lot of, like, instances where I would like to kind of get a better look at stuff. And I can't. Oh, so not even, like, using it to take photos of yourself, but just, like, I want a different viewpoint on whatever. I mean, a little bit that, but also, like, there are certain moments that I can, like, I can think back to certain moments where it would have been, it totally would have blown everything to, like, hey, do you want to stop and get a picture? Like, things like that. Like, yeah. Side tangent. Uh and I'm so sorry that this has gone so long, but this past show, <laughs> that, fine, dude. This, no, pa- no this, this past CCW show, um, we had Sean Spears in as a special guest who he used to wrestle in WWE as Ty Dillinger. He's a part of the AEW roster now. Like it's, it's a big deal that we had him. I was super excited when I met him. One of the guys in the back had brought these Carolina Reaper peanuts. And so I tried one. And as I swallowed it, I inhaled, and some of that Carolina Reaper dust hit me in the back of the throat, and that's what killed me. For anyone who doesn't know, Carolina Reaper, it's a really hot pepper. It's the hottest pepper in the world. It's, like, synthetically made, I think. Um, But so, my eyes are watering, my nose is running, I am a mess. And in walks our special guest, who I'm very excited (laughs) to be able to see and work with. So I shake his hand and, like, introduce myself as I'm, like, crying, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And I kind of, like, I kind of wish I had a picture of that. (laughs) <laughs> just yep. to see like if i could really focus on his reaction of like introducing this person who is supposed to be a professional but he is weeping openly because it can't really form words because his tongue is numb <laughs> so things like that i think could be kind yeah. of fun basically having your own camera crew to capture everything yeah and have plenty of time to do it instead of that awkward like okay if i'm bothering this person or we have to get out of the way of something you know time has stopped mm-hmm. i have i can i can find it perfectly I think you've, also, you've convinced me I'm actually going to the photo mode. Not because I yes. like photos or wanted to capture that moment, but it's more of like, well, I can consider the moment more in the moment. Yeah. I can appreciate that moment more. I don't have to take the photograph. I can just pause and look around, change the filter a few times, and then not take the photograph. Ooh, <laughs> how deep. On. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Interesting. Yes, yeah, so you can just pause it to, to just take it all in. Yeah. Exactly. And this kind of solves the problem where everyone's like, all these people are experiencing these concerts, concerts through their phones. And they're, blah, blah. it's like, now we can get the best of both worlds, like Hannah Montana. <laughs> we can stop, <laughs> we can take the picture, and then we can turn it off and experience it. 
Yeah, I would not do the Luigi assist just because I wouldn't want to miss out on chunks of my life. No matter how shitty the situation, like, there are parts of it that you don't want to miss. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for the fact that you just black out for it, that would have been a lot harder. Cause yeah, like if but but that also makes it a little like that is a that's a good enough nerf. I don't know to keep I it feel from like, just being like the easy answer. Yeah, if you didn't black out, that's yeah, that's just like yeah, a fucking course. Someone else do yeah. all the hard <laughs> shit and I get to do whatever I want all day. Yeah, I'm gonna call off of work, still get paid for, and play video games. Sounds great. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, last two. Would you rather? Uh, would you rather have a miniature Grimer? That lives at the top of your butt crack and accidentally drips ooze down through uh, down your trough on occasion. It's a picture of a little Pokemon. It's all just lots of goo. Just hanging out, lives right at the top of your butt crack there. Where the little fleshy flap is. Right where the tuft of hair comes out of your crack. And then occasionally just drips down your butt crack throughout the day. Or have a miniature coughing that hangs out at the bottom of your uvula and accidentally makes your breath smell and taste like farts every once in a while. Well, joke's on you. I already live like Grimer is living there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a fat guy. I'm, a dis- I'm, I'm already... disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> got that ass crack sweat going down? Exactly. So I already got it. I'm used to that life already. My breath is impeccable. <laughs> <laughs> so does does the Grimer ooze... Like, can other people also smell that? So, like, I'm walking around, people think I shit my pants. Grimer ooze does not or smell. It, does I not only taste. notice it. You notice it, and if you're wearing thin clothing that you can see water stains on, they can see like that you're wet there. Holy shit! And if they Why take off so your pants, hard? if you're in a sexual what? situation, people can see that you have a pile of goo at the top of your butt crack oh. with its mouth open. <laughs> That's just part of the before conversation. It's like, hey, have you been tested? I'm clean, but you should also know I got grammar goo in my butt. It's fine. It's but what contagious. if you like? What if you went to go start making out with somebody and you look inside their mouth? <laughs> and this big puffball. He just goes coffee. <laughs> just that green smog comes out of your mouth. You go oh, in for the kiss, God. like every you had a perfect date. Like she looked exactly like her Tinder profile. This is great. And then you go in, and all of a sudden, just like wisps come out, and it's like the actual cartoons of the garlic smell. Oh, oh. I just love the visual of you look in their mouth, and there's this guy just staring back at you with a your big old uvula- goofy smile. Make it to where the uvula has actually been replaced by a coffee. Yes, he's yes. just hanging there. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Uh, so this is a bullshit answer and i probably don't believe it but i'm gonna be selfless and i'm gonna take gary the grimer just hanging out on my butt because that doesn't actually affect (laughs) other people oh because like being it especially like in a close space and when you're with someone that has terrible breath also, just the idea of being able to taste it and it like just having that terrible yeah, it taste in your mouth like the whole farts. time, that sounds like mm-hmm. a nightmare. Here's another thing. If you're a person that enjoys receiving anal pleasure, you've got lube at the top of your butt crack nonstop. It's <laughs> <laughs> a function to it. <laughs> Holden, grimer or coughing? I already said I already got sweaty butt, so I'm just going to go for Grimer. I'm used yeah. to it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'll go Grimer, too. Last one. Would you rather, once you married someone, your life was forever seen in split-screen co-op, or 
once you married someone, your life was forever online co-op only. So that means that as soon as you say I do, you now see two people's life through your eyes at once. Split screen. Yours and your spouse. Or online co-op only so you don't ever see each other, but you can occasionally, you can communicate online. I'll take the second one for sure. Because then you're still two individuals at least. As opposed to always knowing what's going on all the time. Like, then when we talk, what are we really talking about? Because I already saw everything you just did all day long. Like, what's really to say at that point? So, I, I think I don't get it because the second option just sounds like marriage. <laughs> you just, just never like, see each other and yeah, you're just you call separate, each other. Keep, well, you're just separate. oh, so you mean like once we're married, that's the last time we see each other. Right. We can only communicate like over the phone. Right, all all online only communication. So you parent the okay. kids. Okay, you, yeah, that's the part that I missed. Uh, man, I don't know because like being like physically intimate is such a huge part of a relationship. So like removing that entirely would be a nightmare, especially like with a marriage. But. Can At you imagine time, though, like I cannot process, like my brain will not function trying to think of what it would be like to experience someone else's perspective at all times. Yeah. What if Especially you're giving a really important it's... business meeting and then your spouse is just like taking a shit in a public bathroom and you're seeing <laughs> yeah. that at the same time. Or like think of the conversation where you are then seeing you talk. Oh at yeah. You. I mean, it's kind of like a, if you go a FaceTime or I can see myself right now on this Skype call on the top corner there. Right. It's not yeah. fully split screen, but... And then talking about intimacy as well, do you really want to see yourself oh, intimate moments? You'll never God, have to no. record sex again because you can see it from the other person's perspective. <laughs> That's not what I want to see. Don't worry about the camera. You yeah. can see the... what the coughing in your mouth looks like <laughs> from their perspective. It's the Dennis Reynolds matter. It's, just, it's, it's this angle. Who likes <laughs> just, that? Who's that Nothing for? but... Nothing but... <laughs> Have you seen Frank's balls? They're like planets. <laughs> uh, I guess I would go with I would I would go with online online co op, just because I yeah I can't begin to process looking at myself at any point like having to talk to someone and then also just seeing me saying the thing that I'm saying that would be so yeah. fucking weird. And Can just you imagine, you know, the day to day of constantly seeing someone else. I'd eventually get, I would die. Like, I would get, like, she'd do something <laughs> cool. Like, uh, <laughs> like she, oh, she's doing her stand-up set right now. And I'm driving home from doing, like, one of these shows. And I'm just, I'm actually just focused on, like, her. <laughs> just, like, I like, just get T-boned immediately. Because that's way more interesting. Or she went to go see a cool movie and you're yeah. driving. <laughs> but infidelity and trust issues would never be a thing again. Because you can always see what your spouse is seeing. Yeah, but that's some like dystopian oh. future. Like that's that's, that's a black extreme, mirror episode. Right there. That's some Patriot Act. <laughs> like I don't know if we can take this back at a certain point. <laughs> I think I would go split screen, just because really, it's like, yeah, yeah. I think it would be you could find so many fun applications for it. Like, here you go. What if you want to see a 360-degree view of the Grand Canyon? Stand back to back. <laughs> there you go. You got a full... What if you guys are fighting off a bunch of ninjas? 
stand back to back. You can see him coming from every direction. There you go. <laughs> L- likely scenario. Yeah, Grand Canyon ninjas happens all the time. <laughs> I mean, that's part of the vows is till death do you part from an attack by ninjas. That's, I mean, it makes sense. It's, it's part of the whole thing. Traditionally, like they had to shorten it because those wedding ceremonies just take so long. So it's just <laughs> yeah. leave it at till, till death do us part. Yeah, because it could be ninjas. It could be samurais. I mean, you just don't know. Right. So just shorten it. It covers all grounds. Old-timey 1920s-style gangsters, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yep. Go on split screen. That's it for Video Game Would You Rather. And that's it for our episode. Asa, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a blast. Uh, I'm, just, I'm so sorry. It's like, I feel like I took this so far off the rails. Uh, this is not our longest episode. Don't worry. Okay, so that makes me feel that does make me feel a little bit better. Yes, but it also at the same time is like okay. So when I come back, I have an I like I have an objective. You got to beat it. That's my that's but that's my platinum. If this one trophy. is two hours and fifteen minutes, then you got to make all right two hours sixteen. Let's go. All right, Asa. Our, one more time. Where can people find you? Uh, the best way would be. Um, for to keep up with like the stuff that we do is podzilla1985.com you can we have a facebook page a twitter page it's all the same just those websites slash podzilla1985.com uh if you want to keep up with me specifically i am on twitter i'm at the at the five star man with the number five and uh i'm also on instagram but i don't remember if i am the same one because like it's a unique enough name that i've been pretty lucky about getting everything but I also am not entirely sure that it's it's either the five star man spelled out or with a number. It is with the number <laughs> as well. So Instagram, Twitter, it's all the same uh, at the five star man with the num- numeral. Um, and yeah, definitely check out the uh, Podzilla 1985. We have stuff for everybody. Like I said, we do a paranormal show once a month. Every week, we talk about the latest news in pro wrestling. Uh, we have uh, Nerd Up, where we kind of talk about the video games video game news comics news movie news things like that uh we have a really really talented group of people that we've kind of assembled just by being idiots with our friends because that's just what it is it's a group of friends that get together and talk about stuff that interests us and matters to us uh and sometimes you know there's shows where we just dick around and like we don't have a set topic we just see what happens so but we do a lot of really cool stuff i'm really really proud of what we do um and i would love for like that's the one thing is like I see you guys have so much more engagement on like especially like Twitter and stuff and like I would kill for that because we have like a handful of people that will that have like oh hey yeah no I'm from New Mexico I'm from Texas like wherever and I just like I don't like but we don't for the number for the, like looking at like the numbers of times people download our stuff versus like number of times people actually like hey yeah. this is who we are like hey uh it's so low and it feels yeah, bad. for us it's easily like half a percent one percent of the people yeah so it's it's mm-hmm. it's nuts but yeah uh those would be, no, those are the big plugs that, but also side plug uh cape championship wrestling we have a youtube page um that i do commentary for the matches uh and individual episodes also if you are in the missouri area uh definitely check out a ccw show if if you're if you can make the trip down there's a, a lot of really cool independent wrestling happening in the midwest right now and the st louis area and it's real easy to overlook uh this area when you talk about independent wrestling in the united in the united states so definitely give us a check out there do it 
So that's been Asa Gray. I'm Chad Michael Innes. I'm on the Twitters at Chad Mike Innes. Also at Respawn Empire. And Affable Idiots. If you haven't yet, we have a new show. It's like six episodes in. Go check it out. At Affable Idiots. Two Fs. A B and L. There's a couple of E's. And there are a few idiots on that show. I just made that up right now. That should be our catchphrase. Hold Put it in. on a t-shirt. Put it on a shirt. We should legit make sure so. I have like four shirt ideas. We should make them. We should wear them. But not sell them. There we go. Holden, who are you? Uh, I'm Holden. Holden Chris Fryman's Departo. You can find me at Twitter at Holden Departo. Dope. I'm also at Responding Fire at Athletes as well. But Chad already said those. Yep. You don't have to. Dope. Thanks, guys. Dope. And until next time, here's our usual sign off. I have to pee again. <laughs> I feel like every episode at the end of this thing, I'm just like, I have to pee. <laughs>